three, two, one. Hey, happy new year. Wait, what? It's August. Ain't no happy new year yet. It's August of 2022. And guess what? It's the best show. It's a Tuesday night. That means it's best show time. And you're here. I'm here. And we got a fun show for you tonight. My name is Tom Sharpling. I'm the host of the best show. You know me. The the king of podcasting. I guess I should. I guess I can call myself the king of. Do you think that's a. Is that a fair title? What do you think? What do you think? Pat, king of podcasting. I like it. Do I even want that as a title? Well, yeah, I think you can, you can keep it. Your podness. (laughs) Mike, what do you think? APMike.com. Yeah. King of podcasters has a ring to it. Yeah. The king. Does it sound a little, does it sound like being like the, uh, is it like the, it's like, I, I, it's like you don't want to be the guy who's like known as like uh, the best of the worst. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, I have the biggest collection of toilet seats nah. in the country. That's a plus, though. Have a podcast, a, a toilet collection, toilet seat collection. And then a podcast about that toilet seat collection. No, I'm just saying in regard. Mike, can you believe this guy? <laughs> Can you believe this guy? Try to make oh, a point. We're two minutes in. I can't. I can't. I, 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 my, Pat, can I you believe this guy? I just let him go. You just let him go. You just let him go. Pat, can you believe this guy? Let him get it out He just there. lets him go. Yeah. Can you believe that? Yeah. Can you I believe Mike? I don't want to talk about it. Pat, can you believe Mike? I just, he just lets him go. So. I God mean, believe. I know him, so I believe him. God bless all of you. God bless all of you. I just don't want to be the person who's like, Who's like, they're like, I'm the number one uh, collector of uh, of Terminator 2 pogs in America. It's like, okay, sure you want to brag about that? Like being king of podcasting. Yeah, we got these Chopo Trap House guys coming in a little bit. I'll ask them. They know podcasting. I can see what they have to say. These Chopo Trap House guys. And look, this is going to be fun. We got Will and Matt. From Chapo Trap House. I'm gonna tell you this right now. We ain't talking politics tonight. If these guys come in and they start going, oh, do, did you? They, if they come in with a stack of newspapers, I'm throwing them right out. If they come in and they try to mort Saul this show, right out, out on the street, out on the street for a living, to quote uh, Mr. Paul Stanley, they'll be out on the street for a living. With their newspapers gonna read did uh, did anybody check the why am i making fun of these guests who are coming? i feel like i'm they're not gonna come if i keep talking like this i'm very excited they're gonna they're so funny and it's gonna be such a great time to have will and matt from chapo trap house here then the topic of course the worst cover songs of all time get ready for that are there some bad ones are there some bad ones? Indeed. And the phone number, 201-989-0012. You want to call and be a part of the show? That's how you call and be a part of the show. 
989-989-0012 and talk about the worst cover songs. If you've got a question for the Chop Chopo uh, Trap House guys, you can ask them a question. You can do that. But you know what? All of this is theoretical until we start the show. So let's start the show. Huh? Oh, already made a mistake. Already made a mistake. Sick. Best show. Best show. Best show. What's up, everybody? How are you tonight? It's your friend, Tom. Tom Sharpling. At your service. Best show, Styly. What's up? Ding dong, bing bong. What did we just hear? Michael Cronin from his album MC2 from a few years ago. A bunch of years ago. Wait. W-E-I-G-H-T, wait. I got to say this about Michael Cronin. And you listen up and you listen good. This guy has it. And I'm telling you, he's got it. He's so funny funny 
No, you know what I meant? What's what I meant to say? He was so funny on Hollywood Handbook. I was, look. Your old friend Tom ain't slept in a couple days. He's been working on a couple things. He's trying to do the thing. Which is going to be great when I humiliate myself in front of the Chapo uh, Trap House guys. Because my brain ain't working so much. No, Michael Cronin, he's funny on Hollywood Handbook. He's great with Ty Siegel uh, in the Ty Siegel band. Uh, the reverse shark attack record he did with Ty. Amazing. But I'm going to tell you this. You want the literally the best pop music you've ever heard? I'm telling you, I'm not kidding. Ty has a one, two, three, four albums. There's Michael Cronin. There's MC2. There's MC3. And then there's Seeker. Four perfect, perfect albums. I'm telling you, like perfect, perfect to where you're like, is this the best stuff I've ever heard? And the answer is, yes, it is. If you got the blues, you put on a Michael Cronin record. You want to jump around and dance around the room, you put on a Michael Cronin record. You want to hear some beautiful harmonies, you put on a Michael Cronin record. This guy is top of my book, right next to Ty, top of the mountain. Can't go wrong with Michael Cronin. Just want to say that. And having him here during the 24-hour best show, which, again, some are calling it the most legendary moment in broadcast history. Others are calling it the greatest moment in broadcast history. Others are calling it the most spectacular moment in broadcast history. I'm not here to split hairs. I'm here to just do the old best show the way I do it. If you think the 24-hour show was the best thing you ever heard, then yeah. If you think it was the greatest thing you ever heard, yeah, that's fair too. Neither here nor there. When Michael Cronin came down and played that show, holy moly, and he was with Jess Cornelius, could not believe those harmonies they were doing. Brought me to tears. Literally. Two tears. So don't sleep on Michael Cronin. Go check the stuff out. You will not regret it. Let's go to the phones. How about that? Let's see what's going on on the phones tonight. Let's check the old phones out. See how we are doing. Best show. Hello. Hey, Tom. How you doing? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Simon from Ontario. Oh, Simon from Ontario. Well, well, well. Indeed. To to what do I owe the pleasure of this call, Simon from Ontario? You're going to... Because I'll say this. We got a lot of new listeners to the show. This is one of these guys. He's a regular caller, but he's one of these old crab apples. He's... He's a cranky sort. He's always mad about this. He's mad about that. He's you picture some old crab apple sitting on their porch, just shaking the. You picture the movie Grand Torino, uh, and you have an idea of Simon from Ontario. Uh, in fact, I'm calling you from now on, Simon Torino Terry Ontario. 
Grand Ontario. Arano. No. Simon Grand Ontario. How's that? That'll work. Simon Grand Ontario. I've been called worse things. Yeah. Well, the night's still young. <laughs> <laughs> so well, you uh, did mention on Double Threat, if we're talking about pizza, that you'd uh, you'd had pizza pizza in Ontario and it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's your problem right there. It was pizza pizza. It's garbage pizza. Hey, knucklehead. I had pizza pizza. I had every kind of pizza. I had... Oh, go to this brick oven pizza place. It's so good. Because this is this guy's moaning. This guy can't let it go. I, I was in Toronto for a few months. Worst pizza on the planet. And uh, they even will tell you that. It's a, even they tell you that at the airport. They, uh, they say, do you have anything to declare? And I say, uh, well, no, I don't. They say, well, we have something to declare. Our pizza is the worst on the planet. So you don't know that because you don't fly. You don't fly. What? Right? Uh, I've flown a few times. Not, I'm not a frequent flyer no, like you. See, I'm sure I'm not in no, no, show not, business or anything not a like frequent that. Flyer. You don't get it. You fly into Toronto as a tourist. That's literally what they tell you. They tell you, don't bother. Don't bother with our pizza. So, but he calls and he moans. He's like, no, well, the pizza's bad at this place. That, it's bad everywhere. I tried it for, I was there for three, four months. It's all terrible. One place is worse than the next. And pizza, pizza. Oh, well, that place is bad. You know what? You go to other places, some some mid-level just uh, uh, snooze of a chain in New Jersey, you can still bring it with the pizza, chief. They still bring it with the pizza. You come out here in LA, you got this secret pizza. Secret pizza. That's good pizza. Voted. N- how, how's this? You tell me how this lines up, man. They go on. Best show. Sean from Secret Pizza as a member of Mike Kroll's rock band. Goes on the show. Best show. Played live last week. An insanely great set. Everybody loved it. Everybody loved it. Days later, the LA Times Names Secret Pizza, best pizza in all of Los Angeles. How do you like them apples? You like them apples, Simon? Do you like apples? Simon, do you like apples? I like How do you like them apples? I think that if them being on the best show had anything to do with that, the best show Twitter account might be verified by now, don't you think? No, I think those are completely unrelated. Fair enough. Yeah, it's fair enough. So what what do you want tonight, Chief? What do you got for me? Well, I was actually calling. First off, I was going to cra- uh, congratulate you about your your best-selling paperback novel. Oh, well, thank you. Well, first, it's not a novel. It's a memoir, but thank you. Paperback writer. I don't know how to sing that song, but you get the point. Sure. Thank you for the congratulations. I appreciate it. My book, It Never Ends, in stores now, paperback. Comes with a bonus chapter and some artwork. Uh, cartoon d- done by Nathan Gilgood. Uh, good stuff all around. Thanks to everybody who supported the book. We appreciate it. Thank you for your best wishes, Simon. What else you got for me? I got one for the topic. Um, I would like to forward 
Imagine, covered by Gal Gadot and other uh, assorted idiot celebrities. Ah, so you're suggesting Imagine, that uh, that mm-hmm. cover they did. You didn't like that, huh? It didn't fill me with uh, the hopeful spirit I think they hoped it would. It didn't? No, it made me weep for humanity. Because that came out at the beginning, beginning of pandemic. And when that thing came out, I said to myself, we're going to be okay. And I ran out. I started licking doorknobs. That's how good I felt about humanity. Really? Yeah. That's how yeah. good I felt. I th- And then I did not get COVID. Whoa. I was licking doorknobs. I, thought- I didn't get COVID, though. I, I heard the song and I got COVID just over the airwaves. Well, that sounds scientifically. Uh, you know, you could try to get me bounced from Twitter with your with your with your uh, medical conspiracies. I try. Simon, get off my phone. Had to happen. I love him. Oh, do I? No, I don't love him. I like him. He's all right. He's all right. Best show. Hey, Tom. Hey. This is Matt from Philadelphia. Matt from Philadelphia. Let me just say one thing, Matt. You hear that Michael Cronin record I played? Oh, uh, I, I real quick. I always listen to the podcast the next day. Oh. Most of the time, oh. today, tonight, listening live, it was so exciting to hear that Michael yeah. Cronin record. Yeah. Rock, that dude rules. He rules. It got me. It got me. Uh, got me jazzed. Got you all pumped up. You're running around your living room like you're in Philly. You think you're Rocky or Creed? Who do you was, think you are? Yeah, a little bit. You think you're Creed, don't you? A touch. Yeah. Name the best and name the two best and two worst Rocky or Rocky affiliated movies, Matt. Two best would be Creed and Rocky. Uh, oh, I don't want to pick one of the Rockies, but three. Well, you got to pick one of the Rockies. I, I okay. I'll go with three. And yeah. I think the worst is five. And um, four. I don't know. Drago. The upcoming Drago looks pretty bad. You can't say an upcoming movie. I would have said the same thing about Creed, and I was proven wrong. That's true. That Four and sure. five are the way. worst, I would say, of the Rocky movies. Okay. I'm with you. Right? Okay. I'll so take what, that. What do you got for me tonight, Chief? Well, I have a I have a big theory around cover songs. It's not too big, but it's a it's a Beatles related thing where mm-hmm. I think I think I could name like the best, the worst, and then just like an overall like so basically I think anybody who covers the Beatles makes a bad idea has a bad idea and they make a bad move and they don't ever make a song that's better than the Beatles version of their song. Well, I can name one that you would prove you wrong and we're going to hear some. I have one exception. Hold on. I'm curious if it's the same. Okay. Well, let's see if it's the same. Sorry. Let's check it out. Should I go first? Right. Oh, that's good. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Cosby doing Sergeant Pepper. Twenty years ago today, <laughs> Sergeant Pepper taught the band to play, and they've been going in and out of style, but they're guaranteed to raise a smile. So may I introduce to you the act you've known for all these years, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Oh. Terrible. Actually, it's bad. I thought I remember. It's very, thinking, it's very produced, though. Yeah, it's very produced. Give it that. Look, Bill Cosby sucks for about a five million reasons, obviously. <laughs> and this yeah. is only one of the many reasons he sucks. It's kind of like the Milton Berle joke. You showed just you show just enough to win the contest with Bill Cosby. You could keep going. He sucks. Yeah. What a terrible thing. I never expected you to pull that out. That Is that was, the that worst? Yeah. Uh, Matt, that's got to be the absolute bottom of the bottom of the, of the barrel, right? I think so. So I was going to suggest worst cover song is Guns N' Roses covering Paul McCartney's solo Bond film music. When you were young and your heart (laughs) was an open book, you used to say, live and let live. He sounds like Adam Sandler a little bit, right? It's like. It does, yeah. He's a weasel character. Hey, guys, how's it going? It's when we happy to be when you were young and your heart was an open book. <laughs> and if there's ever a living world in which we live in makes you give in and cry. Say live and let die. Terrible. If you're going to cover a Beatles mm-hmm. uh, anything and then you cover Paul McCartney's solo Bond song. It's just a terrible choice. Yeah, he's he's pretty bad. There is one good Beatles cover. Um, um, let me find it here. Is it is it the obvious one? Is it Joe Cocker? Oh no, that one's not very good. I like that one. You do? It's nice. Yeah, it's good. It won't wonder years. It's got good memories attached, you know? Yeah, well, that's the one. It's your memory of a good TV show. You attach that to the wrong TV show, you'll have bad memories about it. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> In front of uh, uh, young Sheldon. How do you think that must have made Ringo Starr feel when he's just like, he's so hung up on the fact that he can barely sing. This guy's like, what would you think if I sang out a tune? Would you stand up and walk? It's just like, yeah, well, I, would I stand up and walk out if you sang out of tune? I guess I need to stand up. I need to consider whether I'm standing up and walking <laughs> out then. Because you are out of tune. And suddenly he yeah. he hears, hey, that's the, that's my that's my signature song by the Beatles. And then suddenly hears, what would you do if I sang? This guy like <laughs> com- completely killing it vocally. And he's like, I can't do that. Ringo has like six 
songs and per, one person covers one of them, one six of them, and makes it way better. Here's the best Beatles cover for my uh, my money. I'm fixing a hole where the rain gets in and stops my mind from wondering oh, yeah. where it will go. That's right. The master. Yeah, it's great. If you ever wanted to know what it was like to hear an 88-year-old man sing about um, heroin, uh, a coded song about heroin, I'm fixing a hole where the rain gets in. Yeah. George Burns doing Fixing that, that, a Hole. That reminds me of the, the Sean Connery in my life. The what? Which is awful and interesting. Sean Connery does Sean Connery In My does. Life? There. Hold on a second. Do you know about this? Anybody know about this? I remember. Just like that. Brebo, did you ever hear that Sean Connery did a... Uh... Oh, we missed it. Never mind. Hey, Dudio, you ever hear that Sean Connery did a Beatles song? He's out. These guys. I hope it's not like a prank, but I, I, I'm certain I've heard that. Yeah. Hold I'm here, on. Tom. Yeah, thank you, Mike. <laughs> Same here. Thank you, Pat. No, 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 no. We're we're good. We're covered. No, we're covered. We're covered. Don't worry. I know you do you you're doing you're doing a different show over there. No, you're doing another show in there. That's fine. <laughs> I guess I go up on the Patreon or something? The other show. That's fine. No, do the, the other show. The Brad and Jason show. They got a show. <laughs> there and now the blinds are getting shut. There we go. Brebo and Dudio. Tom, do you have the number to call in on that show? Do I have the number? No- oh, that's a good. Hey, Jason. Jason. <laughs> and I'm kidding. Jason, this guy wants to call your show. No? Okay. God bless him. They're having a party in there. Let's see. Sean Connery. I'd rather be on the best show. You just want to be on in on this show? No, no. We're, we're good. No, no. Nope, I, I want to be on the best show. Okay. Good. Did you know that Sean Connery does a version of In My Life? Yes. You did. It's terrible. It is? Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Let's check it out. There are places I'll remember all my life. 
So this is not a cover. This is like a reading. Though some have changed. Though some have changed. And some, some forever, forever, not for not better. better. Yes. I got my head turned little, when I went to Kasha Moor. A little behind the eight ball. It sounds. It sounds like it, it, every every UK type accent I hear now, whether it's Scottish or 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 any kind of like, all I think of is Love Island now. Where I just picture him being like, "I went to Kasha Moor, got my head turned. I uh, thought I was uh, <laughs> about to say I was ready to be boyfriend girlfriend. Then <laughs> I had my head turned by <laughs> Clarice." How many times do you think Sean Connery has heard this version? One. One. I'd say three. All right, we got to move forward. But of all these friends and lovers. You see, see, this anybody could. This guy. This isn't even a cover. He's not even trying. No. That's, it might not qualify. And I'm going to say that it's did like not up qualify. to the judges, you know? And all these friends and lovers in my life, I've loved you more. Somebody in the chats got it figured out right on the money. Graham Friday, my friend, you hit the nail on the head. When it comes to Beatles, and it's not a Beatles thing. Beatles just have so many songs that people have covered. That's why it's easy to go there. But um, right. I'm telling you this, the fall covered a day in the life. They got that figured out. Sonic Youth did Within You, Without You. They got that one nailed. Mm, that's good those. stuff. Those are, I'm unfamiliar with those. We'll play them later. We'll play them later. Matt, anything nice. else? Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Deep Purple cover, covered Help, and it was really bad. My friend, uh, a buddy of mine, Kevin, like is obsessed with that that awful version, but you, we don't have to hear it. Obviously, which version uh, of Tom, which version of uh, of Deep Purple is it? Like the the Hush era, like, that version. It's like black and white nineteen sixty eight version. Okay, of, yeah, that's uh, Deep Purple. It's the good version of Deep Purple. Yeah, early. Thanks for the call, Matt. I appreciate it. You have a great night, my friend. Let's go real quick to the phones, check in here and see what's up. Best show, hello. 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 Who's this? Peppa Pig. Who? Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. This is the Peppa Pig. Oh, this is exciting. Hold on a second. We got a, uh, hold on. Famous person on the line. Famous person on the line. Here we go. It's very exciting. We got the one and only Peppa Pig on the line right now. Peppa Pig, how are you tonight? Good. You're good. What's new in the, what's new in your life, Peppa Pig? Okay. Anything anything of well, note you want to tell us? What? 
I'm listening. Um, so my best friend SpongeBob, I heard, called in a few days ago. Yes, we had SpongeBob, the legendary SpongeBob, called in last week, and now we have Peppa Pig calling, and this is a real, real who's who. Well, he forgot to talk to you about something that I know. Who's about to talk to me? SpongeBob? Yeah, he forgot to tell you something. What did he forget to tell me? He has a podcast, too. SpongeBob has a podcast? Yeah. What's it called? Um, It doesn't have a name yet. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just call it the Pupcast? Nobody's using that. I would just call it SpongeBob's Podcast. SpongeBob's Podcast. I like that. I like that. SpongeBob's Podcast. And what happens yeah. on an episode of that? Um. Well, one episode on his podcast he has Wally Wacky Man calls. Oh, wow. Well, that's a real get. Wally Wacky Man, this puppet that calls the best show and yells at me. Well. I I need to tell you something. So a lot of people, the last time that SpongeBob called, I, I heard his comments. A bunch of people said, um, Bob, have you heard of humble pie? Oh, your tor- is a, I'm getting torched by a, a, a cartoon pig. It's making fun of me. Never ends, does it? Never ends. That's why I called my book that. Never ends, because it never does it end. The, people in the chat. People in the chat? What? I can't pay attention to the chat. Peppa Pig. Yeah, I know. God bless you, Peppa Pig. I think I have to I have to uh take some other calls. Okay. I appreciate this call. I wanted to also tell you, Peppa Pig, that um yes. if Wally Wacky Man does ask you to go on his show, watch out. Just 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 tread lightly. And do not lend him any money. If he asks you to borrow thirty grand, say, "Oh, I gotta talk to my, uh, I gotta talk to my accountant about that." Okay. Okay. All right. Have a great night, Peppa okay. Pig. Bye. That's very exciting. Really, the stars are out on the best show. The stars are out on the best show. Warm it up, Chris. I'm about. Two, warm it up, Chris. That's what I was born to do. My favorite cover of, of that, Tony Bennett did a version of that, of Warm It Up by uh, Chris Cross. Here's Sonic Youth doing Within You, Without You. I love it.
song everybody dislikes on Sgt. Pepper is actually the best song on Sgt. Pepper. Um, everybody everybody knows that. Second best song on Sgt. Pepper done by uh, The Fall. Right? Where is it? Do we have it? I want to tell you about The Beatles. Uh, Paul McCartney. Uh, fall did a day in the life let's check that out these are these are good covers These are not the bad covers we're getting the good ones out of the way right now Love it. I would say those are arguably the yeah. Look, the Sonic Youth one is as good as the Beatles one. Fall one's way up there. Love it. Rest of these things can jump in a lake. This is the Toronto pizza of Beatles covers. You better not be talking about. If you're talking about the the fall one, jump in a lake, Chief. That's all I got to say. Jump in a lake. Jump in a bleeping lake. Ding dong. Bing bong. Hold on. Ding dong. I was, uh, Thinking about, I guess the Mets are good right now, huh? Is that a thing? The Mets are good? I want to talk more about that later on the show. Because these Mets fans, they can't handle it. They can't handle it. These Mets fans can't handle it. I'm watching, we're watching people setting themselves up for a, a, a major collapse. Best show, hello. Hi, Tom. Hi, to whom am I speaking? This is Antonia in Brooklyn. Antonia, how are you tonight? I'm well. I am nervous, but I am well. Well, Antonia, I'm going to tell you this. You're here with me. It's you. It's me. We're talking. We're just having fun. Just relax. Mm-hmm. We're, you're, 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 Got it. we're pals, okay? I'm not going to hang up on you unless you get... Uh, this, is what, this is my promise to you, Antonia. 
if you start okay. to get so boring that I want to <laughs> hang up on you, I'll say, Antonia, you're getting a little, a little boring. I'll just be blunt with you, okay? Okay. I'm not going to, suddenly you're not going to be like, did I just get hung up on? I'm not going to undercut you like mm-hmm. that. You're a class act. I really appreciate that. I've also written a note that says don't curse, like in huge letters. Mm-hmm. So, Well, that's good. Yeah. That, that note might apply to uh, all sorts of uh, occasions. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, not in my life. I honestly, I curse a lot. I'll be honest. Sure. Where's the where's the place uh, the most inappropriate place you curse that you're comfortable cursing? Where's the most inappropriate place that you're just like yeah I curse when I'm there? Where? McDonald's? Um. <laughs> Hardee's? <laughs> Arby's? Yeah. I... <laughs> the artisanal yeah, mayo, mayo of, shop. Yeah. The artisanal mayo shop. What you? <laughs> You're from Brooklyn. You have how many jars? How many? How many poorly sealed jars of artisanal mayo do you have in your home right now? I actually got rid of some like six months ago. Some, some where you're just that like, oh, this is not fresh. This this was not made correctly. Yeah, but it was thirty dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it was like horseradish and it was a gift and I like didn't didn't want it. Those ones where you're like, "Oh, this sounds intriguing. I think I'll try this. I think I'll try this avocado mayonnaise." And you're just like then you bring it home and you're just like, "Why did I get this?" You're looking mm-hmm. at this weird green mayonnaise sitting on your shelf. Mayonnaise I'm sure LA has stuff like that. You haven't, uh, I mean. Yeah, no, but yeah. I don't go to those places. Mm, right, right. So, what, 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 what do you got for me tonight, Antonia? Well, I wanted to to say, even if there were a few weeks out, that I loved the 24 hour show. Um, it was a tour de force. Thank and you. Thank you for doing it. Oh, thank you. You're you're quite welcome. What was the surprise in it that you uh, that uh, that where you you went what yeah well one thing this is a little this is very specific to me but um jarvis cocker talked about big science being um well he talked about oh superman specifically being mm-hmm. reaching number two on the charts in yes. the uk mm-hmm. and i i hadn't thought about that album since high school and i love it and so it was just like a this is not a what, but but I wanted to make sure to tell you that that was a, a small moment that I really loved. Uh, okay. And I returned to that album. That's so. amazing. That's so cool. I'm glad you liked that moment, and I'm glad you liked my surprise guest. Jarvis I did. Cocker. And I mean, this is a little weird, but I liked when you cried. Um, I like, you know, and you said something nice about your girlfriend. I well, thought those were touching oh, those moments. Were, yeah, that, that was very sweet. You know, but I'm, thank you. Yeah, those were those were cool those too. Nice, nice. Um, and I loved Carl and Kevin because I'm a flagrant fan. Mm-hmm. Um, there were just so many moments; it was just uh, nonstop. Oh, thank you, Antonia. I appreciate it. Now, what uh, to what, uh, what 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 do you got for me tonight? You got something for the topic? I do. I, mine is kind of like obvious, 
I mean, it's like t- surprises no one. So I'll tell you that. But I also had a small Tom Sizemore story. Um, okay. Since I don't know if I missed it, why you're making fun of him. I mean, I don't think I meant pretty I, easy. You know, have I mentioned Tom Sizemore on yeah. the air? <laughs> yes. yes, a few times you oh, have. Okay, well, that, that I might have missed that. Um, what's the Tom Sizemore story? Well, so my dad, he's retired now, but he was a first AD, okay. um, which I know you know what that is. That's uh, the person obviously. that everybody dislikes on the set. <laughs> That's right. Because they have to tell yep. everybody. It's like, all right, no more fun and games. We got to get this next shot mm-hmm. in. And they're the, they're, for people who don't know, the assistant director, the AD, is the most thankless job on a set. They are the bad cop for every scenario, every situation. They have to end the fun every time to get back to work. That's the plight of the AD. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yes. Um, they're running the set. They have to make sure everything, all, everything's happening on time. They mm-hmm. make the schedule when, when in pre-production. It's, it's just, yeah, it's an endlessly difficult job. Yeah. What, what type of things did, did your uh, dear old papa work on? And is your father still with us? He is. He is. Oh, that's great. Good. Well, what what things did he work on? So, I mean, uh, he he worked on mainly movies um, up until two thousand one when two thousand one is Space did, Odyssey. Yeah. Your dad worked on two thousand one. <laughs> what did he know? The monkey. Did your dad meet you the bone? The did your dad meet the bone that the monkey threw in the air? Did he meet that bone? <laughs> oh man. Um yeah, no, he was on a a major a, a long-running TV show starting in 2001 for for many years, I think which was we a know what show which was is. a big get because uh Law and Order SVU. Yes, Law and Order SVU which starred uh, what's his face? Uh, Vincent uh, D'Onofrio. No, that's a different. I think that's Criminal Mind, uh, Criminal Intent. I've never seen an episode. I've never work. seen a single full episode of Law and Order in any form. Oh, Tom, it's such a brilliant show. I mean, it. Uh, I don't. I can't imagine why you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it's I'll a- watch one tonight. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, propaganda nonsense, but it uh, it definitely paid for you know my schooling, uh, mm. so I'm grateful to it so, for that. I also worked on it as a production assistant. Antonia, so was, some might say, yeah, complicit. <laughs> yeah. Some might say, part of the problem. <laughs> And look, I say that as somebody yeah. who also worked on a cop-based show. Which I, one? What did you? Uh, it's called a Monk. Oh right, gosh, yeah. See, this yeah. is 
I'm nervous. So I mean, look, it's no, yeah, yeah. it's no Law and Order SUV or whatever show you worked on. I don't. Uh, but got But whatever. We each do what we got to do. So you worked on this, and what is your Tom Sizemore story? Right. So, I mean, I asked my dad just because you had been mentioning him and I, and I remembered that he worked with him. And again, it's just, it's just a small thing, but he, he did say, you know, my dad's name when he first was introduced to him, he said, you know, keep the set quiet or you're fired, Mm -hmm. uh, which is just a super cool, chill thing to say to a crew member. Sure. No, of course. So good guy, um, good guy. And huh? then, yeah, really good guy. Um, you know, uh, so it's not much of a story, but, you know, I figure for whatever, whatever reason you and have. Look, for I'll keep, I don't know what you're talking about in terms of me mentioning Tom Sizemore. I'll keep my ears peeled for it. Um, <laughs> you got something for the topic, Antonia? Yes. The Sound of Silence by Disturbed. Uh, I was. I, I found out about the song and then I had a very awkward moment where I was trying to make fun of it to my partner's um, mom and sister and they proceeded to be like, oh, I love that song and then play it. I mean, I don't know. They I'm love the disturbed, disturbed version? Who loved it? <laughs> Your mother-in-law? My pa- yes. What else does she like? Drowning pool? <laughs> Let the bodies hit no, the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. I want to hang out with your mother-in-law. Yeah, I mean, she's great. But yes, this this surprised me. I mean, it sounds exactly the way you think it would sound. Mm -hmm. It's so, it's just like, oh, God. (laughs) Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you. Uh, So he's doing the uh, Queensryche version. I've come to talk with you. vision softly creeping left it This sounds it's got some uh some crash test dummies vibe going on here with this one. It's not nearly <laughs> as meat headed as I would have liked, to be honest. Does it get Yeah, I mean it gets there. Does it get stupid, like truly stupid, or just like this? I gotta say, there you go. This might be the best version of it, Antonia. In the sense of the words of the prophets all written on the subway walls and tenement halls. I got to respectfully disagree with you on this one. This is this one's a pick to click. It's going to go to the top of the charts in my uh, my estimation. Great, great. Well, good. good. <laughs> you may. I can say this. Congratulations, Antonia! Just you just you just minted a new Disturbed fan tonight. Me? Oh my god! Me? Oh no! Thanks for the call. Oh. Bye bye. Thank you, Tom. Oh, uh, you're welcome. Hello, best show. 
What's up, Tom? Metal Tim in New Old Bridge. Loving the show, as always. Oh, thanks so much. Thanks so much. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, you see the Better Call Saul finale last night? Um, I did not. Hey, well, I, I, I won't give any spoilers, but I loved it. I thought it had the perfect ending. My only critique is that I wish there could have been even more timelines and flashbacks to keep track of over the last seven years. So you wanted to, so apparently there were a fair amount of, of those, but for you, that was not enough. No, I was really hoping there would be a flash sideways in sepia. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, I'm 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 just crushing nuts. I'm I'm just nitpicking. You're doing what now? Crushing, crushing nuts. Okay, Why? I never heard that as a. It makes sense. Well, it's like busting bees. No, I fo- I followed it the whole time, but I just wasn't oh, sure. Yell at me. I'm not yelling. Just talking. Um, someone, someone, someone didn't have their sanka. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't. You're right. I I didn't have my. Yeah, you're more of a, a chock full of nuts guy. I I like a good f- cup of Folgers in the morning. That's cool. That's that's cool. Hey, can I chime in on L topic? Oh yeah, please do. Uh, we're talking worst cover song, right? Yes, worst cover songs. All right. Um, with all due respect, because I think he has written some of the best punk and hard rock songs of all time. Mm-hmm. Glenn, Danzig's ver- Glenn Danzig's version of ZZ Top's power ballad, Rough Boy, will make you go through several things. R- Rough Boy, which is an 80s ZZ Top song. I think it's on Afterburner. Okay. So he... Danzig- I, think he play- I think he plays all the instruments, including drums on it, I think. Wow, Danzig doing a a uh, a Todd Rundgren or a Prince kind of move. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Okay, so that's yeah. that's at the top hey. of your list or bottom of your list. That that that's my that's my click to not pick right now. Okay. Pick to not click. Sure, your pick yeah. to not click. Hey, you know, be you know, be a fun topic. What's that? Songs that start off great and then start sucking. Songs that they start off great and then start to suck as they go on. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, what would be um, a good? Like, what are you thinking with that one? Uh, off the top of my head, um, making time by the action. It has a great beginning. Bow, 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 bow. And it kind of starts to suck. Um, Lady Writer, Dire Straits, great guitar intro, and it starts to suck. Uh, Life's a Gas by the Ramones on that last record, great intro, it starts to suck. Uh, don't You Want Me, Human League, don't, 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 and it starts to suck. Mm-hmm. Um, the song remains the same, the song. You know, it, it starts great and then uh, starts to suck. Conversely, Over the Hills and Far Away by Led Zeppelin, a song that starts off sucking, and then gets good. So you feel that the song Over the Hills and Far Away starts off 
you think it starts off sucky. And That's then, like, hey, lady, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, the That's one. The love I need is it's not that one. That's yeah, what it's, yeah, yeah, it's, I like when it kicks in. No, you got it. You, no, you you got the right one. I okay. I didn't think about that. Now, what caller? Your name again was Metal Tim. Metal Tim. Yes. What, what? What can can I ask you about your name? Oh yeah. Well, you know, I, I I've been in into you know hard rock and metal most of my life. You know, I've been going to shows here in Jersey since God, probably the last late. 70s, uh, you know, penalty box or rock room, places like that. Uh, yeah, so I'm just kind of a lifer in, in, in this sort of genre. Um, hey, um, I don't know if this is cool to say, but um, you want to hear some hot metal dish? Do I want to hear some metal dish? Yeah. Some hot metal dish, yeah. Some hot all metal right, dish, right, even right. more so. Well, yes, please. Yeah, 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 it's hot. Um, First, I want to say, as a flagrant metalloid, I have massive respect for Eddie Trunk and his constant championing of hard rock and metal on his serious radio show, and of course, um, the VH1 classic show, that metal show. You know, he's always tr- doing his best to to pump the the music. But um, you know, I'll, I want to be honest. At at this point, you know, he's so saturated the entire metal market that that we just expect Eddie will be introducing all the bands at pretty much every show we buy a ticket for, for the rest of our lives. And it's gotten old and people are starting to really grouse about it. About him emceeing and kind of being a a presence at. Well, yes, it's almost like we, we see metal through Eddie trunks eyes at this point, you know, like it's through the, the trunk filter. Yeah. Okay. I get it. I get it. That makes sense. And it's, it, yeah, it's just too much. And to be frank, Eddie's ego is out of control. Okay. His, his ego's out of control. Like, yes. It's like if Troy Duffy was on a first name basis with a member of, of Angel, Keel, and, and Dokken, you know? Yeah, I oh I I get it completely. Uh, Tim or Metal Tim, what, what should I call you? Metal Tim is fine. Please. Okay, oh, okay, Metal Tim. So you as a oh, you, his, his name drop his name and his name dropping is, is just out of control too. Like like does he he always manages Eddie Trunk, who for people who don't know hosts. Uh, metal radio show hosted it in the New York area on radio for a long time and now is on satellite radio with his show that is very it's basically a um a talk show hosted by about metal hosted by a a metal obsessed uh guy in his mid 50s is that fair that's that's very accurate. Uh, you did forget the uh, cargo shorts, though. A cargo. He wears he wears cargo shorts very frequently. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. so he, you know, and, and he's always talking about you know who he's texting with, and you know it's just kind of turned people off. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like at these, at these shows, it used to be, oh, hey, there's Eddie Trunk. Let's go over and, and have a beer with him. But now it's, oh, no, here, here comes Eddie, and he's, he's going to tell us about how he helped Rudy Sarzo wash his Camaro for four hours. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, he can definitely uh he is not he is not afraid of a of a name drop. He sure isn't. It's like you'd think that that uh John Five lives in in his new Vegas apartment with him or something. John Five, who is one of these guys who he mentions who I'm not exactly sure who who that is. You know what? I'm not either. I, I'm metal. Your your name is literally Metal Tim, and you're not exactly yeah. sure what John Five does. Still not sure. Still not sure if it's either, or, or is it John the Fifth? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but you know, sometimes I will. I'll prank Eddie. Don't tell anybody. Okay. okay. Well, um. Basically, like I'll I'll call in and, and I'll say, "Hey, you know, Eddie, I, I heard from very reliable sources that um, UFO are using backing tracks when they play live on this tour." Uh huh. He loses his his cheese for like twenty minutes straight. Like, because he gets so mad at certain things like that, like yeah, yeah, like backing tracks, and. Like what is when he gets mad? What it? it I can imagine because I'm listening. I don't get to see it. You've seen it though with your own eyes. Right. It does his face just I, get? I've little, seen what? Him get mad. Oh, um. Sometimes he'll have like a video feed up on YouTube that you can watch, and it's like, yeah, his his face turns just. Red is like a Santa outfit. Oh, he's so furious. Yeah, that's what I because I for twenty minutes. Voice goes up two octaves. Mm-hmm. The sarcastic, smirky laugh starts entering the picture. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's it. You're going to tell me that UFO are using backing tracks. That's not what we paid for. <laughs> like that. Is that, is that, that's what he does, right? Oh, I thought that was Eddie. Oh no, that I was me. That was Eddie. I thought Eddie was in the studio. Me- that was you? That was me, Metal Tim. Oh my God. Wow. You should maybe go and do like a live show impersonating Eddie Trunk. I, I think a lot of people would pay to see that. I mean, no offense. I don't know who would pay to see to pay to see that. But okay. I'm I'm I'm, I'm game. I, I'm I might I might depending on if there was like a like a deal, a door deal or something, or like a drink deal. Well then right there, there you're already deal? You suggested the thing, and even you need a little perk for you to go buy a ticket for it. Yeah, as I was thinking about it while you were talking, I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you started to doubt it mid, <laughs> mid, mid-suggestion. mid It's like that BG song, I started an idea, and then I kind of lost interest in it. 
Yeah, that huge hit by the early Bee Gees. I started on, a, um, and then I lost interest part way through it. I think it's on Lavender Sandbox. Is that what it's on? Lavender Sandcastle. Lavender. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not familiar with the Bee Gees albums. I I know the singles. Oh 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 oh! So another prank. Yeah. Um. Some. Somehow, Eddie Trunk is a huge fan of Soul Asylum, but only post-Twin Tone Soul Asylum. You know, when they got, like, really middle of the road in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I called his show once, and I convinced him that Soul Asylum was only going to play their um, first two albums while they were out and made to be broken um, at this show he was going to MC in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And he... He lost his showboat. Okay, he lost because they were not going to play the stuff he knows. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's speaking out. He's going, they're playing that weird stuff? I got to text Dave right now and tell him that nobody wants to hear that noise. They want to see you rocking that black acoustic. Yeah, they don't want to hear... Um... They don't want to hear early. St- I, I guess they well, want. I, I don't know. So wait, wait. So you're. Th- this is this is a this is a this is a prank you did, though. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so he he, he freaked out. So, uh, but Tom, there's big news afoot. What's that, metal Tim? There's a new Eddie in town. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So his his name Yeah is his real name. Jet Hardman. J E T T last name H A R D M A N Hardman. That's his real name. Jet Hardman. Jet Hardman. This guy looks like if Jason Momoa was forty pounds slimmer and in the faster pussycat and pretty boy Floyd. Wow, that sounds like a that's a pretty cool sound. Of, that's a pretty cool description. Oh my god! And he he oozes, you know, the sexual charisma that's on you know at a level of like um, Dagger or Kip Winger, Teddy Pendergrass, um, Matt Sorum, that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, he's he's got the it factor. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing with that it factor. I've I've talked about this over the years. You either have it or you don't have it. And I mean, like you said, Teddy Pendergrass has it. Mick Jagger has it. Matt Sorum has it. And you you can't learn it. You can't buy it. No. You got to just have it. Yep. It's like like Jerry Lewis says in that movie. You got it. You can't give it away. Mm Mm-hmm. I wish I had it. Yeah, that was... um, good movie um the jerk the jerk wait no that's not the jerk is it it is the jerk it is yeah it is uh, it is yeah he um he's walking around with the all i need is the paddle ball i need is this chair all i need is whatever and then he he uh turns it, it at the mirror he's got like the disco mirror and he says you've got it you can't give it away mm-hmm 
that's when he was like, all I got is this paddle ball. Right. Right. Joe Walsh isn't in it. Well, no, that was me doing a bad Jerry Lewis impression. Oh, <laughs> do do Joe Walsh doing um, uh, what's an iconic? What's an iconic Jerry Lewis line that's not uh, "Where are they?" regarding the donuts and hardly working. Um, without doing "Hey, lady" or. I wonder if he ever sang that Led Zeppelin song you talked about. Hey, lady, you got the love I need. Um, I need this record. I need, I need <laughs> this to exist right now. Jerry Lewis. Well, it might not. He, he's no longer with us. Hey, lady, you got the love I need. Maybe more than enough. Where are they? You got the lozenge too. Like you, you can hear the lozenge yeah. against like the mic. Almost. The clicking and clacking of the lozenge. <laughs> yes. Yeah. When uh, you know they were secrets too. They, you know, he had secrets. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He might have had an endorsement with secrets. I picture Jerry Lewis flipping. Where are my secrets? Like when and when he's backstage and serious, he would. Be a little twisted that yeah. his secrets. Yeah. Um, the only Joe Walsh thing I can think that would be for Jerry Lewis would be the line that you said you didn't want to hear. But all right, all right, do it. So I'll uh, I'll be the um the I'll post be the office. Postal, uh, yeah. Boss. Okay, okay. Here we go. Okay, and I'm I'm filling out paperwork. <clears throat> I keep looking up. <clears throat> You're rubbing your index finger around the the box mm. of. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Be right with you. Would you like a donut? Where are they? Really good. (laughs) Really good. Yeah. If only Joe Walsh had gotten that part in Hardly Working. Right? Can you imagine? Yeah, that would have been a whole other career. Could have been right when the Eagles were winding down. Right when the Eagles were winding down, Joe Walsh could have transitioned into comedy like that. I love it. I love it. Um, well, oh, so getting back to Jet. Yeah. So, so the story goes that Jet was a DJ in Albuquerque when uh, and when he interviewed Ozzy a few years ago. Sharon Osbourne was there. And she was just smitten by Jet. And so she becomes his manager. And he's basically been being groomed to be the new spokesman for metal and hard rock because he's so mind-blowingly delicious. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. And it does, right? And so so his name is already starting to appear on posters for upcoming shows by Rat, L.A. Guns, Bobby Blotzer's Rat, Warrant. Steve Riley's L.A. Guns, and Rick Thompson's Warrant to name just a, a handful. So it's getting serious. Even flyers for Rick Thompson's Warrant, huh? Yes, yeah, yeah. So he's going to emcee these shows, and everybody who who is breathing air right now knows that Sharon does not like Eddie. Okay. 
and I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. So, so you know, not only is this new guy in town, but it's at, at the behest of of his enemy. So it's a double whammy for Eddie. Oh no, that's got to really sting. Yeah, I mean, he he must feel exactly how that escaped inmate with two forks in his eyes felt when they took that photograph of him for the cover of the Scorpions' Blackout album. Wait, that's not a painting? No, it's a photograph. That guy had just escaped from, from a, like a, I think, a mental institution or a prison. And who put the forks in his eyes, though? The hospital? I think so, yeah. It was, like a, it was, it was a very short-lived um, uh, c- cataract uh, treatment. It, it, it was called getting forkified. Getting forkified. I was almost positive yep. the cover of that. Yeah, okay. I was almost positive the cover of that uh, Scorpions record was a, a painting, but it's a photo, eh? It is. Yes, it's, it's a photograph. Yeah. Of of a guy um, getting forkified. Um, yeah, you know, the, um, the Blackout album was originally going to be called Double Whammy, uh, but Klaus Mina, the Scorpions singer, and Fred Schneider were good friends, and Klaus knew that the B-52s were going to have an album out in a year called Whammy, so he so he said, all right, man, I'll, I'll change art. It's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool t- little little tidbit you got there. It is, it is. Um, so word is that when Eddie heard about Jet hosting these shows, he blew a gasket right out of his camo cargo shorts, <laughs> right out of it. Oh, li- literally? It's shot out of his cargo shorts. Oh, I don't like that. The gasket. No, no. And he was so mad. I heard he went into his office and one piece at a time smashed the entire set of Kiss dinnerware that Ace gave him at his wedding. Pretty serious. That is extremely serious because that's that sounds like a yeah. line that you don't cross unless you are ready Very, to not come yeah. back from it very rare yeah yeah so all that stuff got all the saucers all the all the all the teacups mm-hmm. all smashed it's it's so, a... and then oh go ahead middle tim soon after that soon after that eddie was spotted at a local bar here unloading to jim florentine about the whole thing like he was really upset i didn't hear it but can you imagine what that conversation would be the conversation between Eddie Trunk and Jim Florentine. Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you think that would go? And what were they moaning? They were complaining about this whole this whole Jet uh, Hardman thing with Sharon Osbourne. About, yeah, about Jet taking over his gigs. Sharon's behind it. He's been double crossed. Yeah, that would be pretty wild. It must have been pretty wild. Um, I can only imagine what that would have sounded like. Maybe something like this. What do you think? You you want me to try? Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if I feel, I don't think I can bring both of these characters to life. Do you think I... Oh, please, please. Metal Metal Tim, for you, uh, I'm going to give it a shot. Okay, so Jim Florentine and Eddie Trump. Oh, thank you. Like, I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. This, uh, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm trying to just, 
I respect metal more than anybody else. I mean, is there anybody else who likes metal more than I do? No, you know, uh, I mean, you're the only person that talks about Ozzy. You, you're always talking about Ozzy has a new record and, uh, you keep everybody up to speed on what Ozzy's up to. I don't know why Sharon would do that to you because she's married to Ozzy. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, who's talked more about Jakey Lee and, and Zach Wild and all, all of these people than Ozzy? That, I mean, I talk about them more than anybody. You really do talk about Ozzy a lot. And that's my favorite thing about you. Like that? Is that does that sound anything they, like it? Are they there? They're not here. That's just me goofing around. That wasn't are you shut up. That wasn't them. No, that's me. You should be I don't know what you should be, but it it, it you should be in, in some sort of like I don't know, a, a TV program or, or some sort of film strip. I think you'd be great. A, f- a TV program or a film strip. Sure. I'll look, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll yeah. check. I'll try them out. I'd like to be in a film strip or a TV show. Sure. Got, got to start somewhere. Uh, right? you're, you're, you know, you're right. Metal Tim. Yeah. 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 That's a weird thing that, uh, that, uh, that, that, that Eddie Trunk is so, so like, he's because he's so imperious with his stuff, and he's kind of the, he he really gives off those vibes, and just I guess if he's feeling the heat now, that's very interesting. Yeah, like a certain someone down in uh, Marilardo, as uh, Michael Cohen says. In where? Marilardo. Okay. Oh, okay. I I get who you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's funny. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're wondering like how I how I know about like early solo asylum and stuff, right? I was actually wondering because yeah. you're a metal guy, also, right? Right, right. And you know, Eddie. Um. Yeah, I, I, it's such an interesting thing that Soul Asylum have some currency in the metal world. How? how? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. I, I have no idea. But, like, I do. I only know that, that early stuff because I, I worked at the Music Connection in Forkbridge for most of the, the 80s and the early 90s. Oh. It was a great store. I don't, I don't know if you ever went there. Great yeah. store. Great I was the metal buyer. You were yeah. the metal buyer. I was okay. the metal buyer, but, yeah. But we all took turns spinning records, so you know I heard all that stuff. I heard all all kinds of all kinds of music that I I would never have been ex- exposed to, and uh, we had so many cool in-, in stores there too. It was great. Oh my god! Like, what were some of the cool in stores you had? Well, like we had, uh, gosh, let me think. Uh, Squirrel bait, Anthrax, uh, the Tripes, Tesla, the Individuals, uh, DBs. Overkill, uh, Gut Bank, uh, Testament, Launch mm-hmm. Hands, mm-hmm. Megadeth, 
Del Del Fuego's uh, Cinderella. uh, Sorry. Wow, that's sorry. Sorry, the tripes and Cinderella. Yeah, all all kinds of stuff, you know. And uh, we had so many of these things that at one point our manager double booked in stores for both suicidal tendencies and the Australian band The Church. Wild. They they had they it was a double booking. We both showed up at the same time, not knowing the other was going to be there. That's Maybe. a strange. That's a strange crowd. Yeah, that's. You'd, st- you'd think both bands would hate each other, right? You'd think, yeah. News for you: You're never going to believe it. They got on like a hose on fire. Suicidal tendencies and the church. Yeah, yeah. They became such good friends that Steve Kilby ended up doing backup vocals on a lot of Suicidal's 1989 album, Controlled by Hatred, Feel Like F Hit, Deja Vu, which I still think is a title that rolls right off the tongue. That's a, that's a, um, that is a weird one. That's a weird one, Metal it, Tim. I I, I didn't is. know that. They, didn't know that the church. I, I I couldn't picture. You said Steve Kilby was on it. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, yeah. And those guys, they're still great friends, and they still have cookouts whenever they're in the same town. It's pretty cool. That the church and suicidal tendencies have cookouts together. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. We all. We also did a great in-store with, um, remember Diamanda Galas? Of course. We ended up dating for a year. Okay. Yeah. That's really interesting. Uh, it was, it, yeah, it, it was really cool. But, you know, at the end of the day, we were from different worlds. You know, she'd, she'd get frustrated that I didn't want to go to all these weird art installations. And I was hurt that she couldn't name one member of entombed. Yeah. I could see how that would irk the both of you. Yeah. Yeah. So we just agreed to call it a day, you know? Sure. Just be friends. Yeah. But it's cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's funny cause I was a drummer back then. I was in a local band called uh, thunder thruster. Thunder Thruster. Yeah. And what um, what did Thunder Thruster sound? One, we we only had one song that got a little bit of airplay on um gosh, I think it was TSR back in the day. And it was basically yeah, you know, a lot of those bands had theme songs back then. Like you would have a like Iron Maiden had a song called Iron Maiden and uh uh who else? There's there's, there's a bunch there's gotta be a bunch well, of other ones. Iron anyway, Maiden had so, Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath had Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath, exactly, yes. So we had a, a song called Thunder Thruster, and it was like, it's, it's a thunder thruster, it's a real molecule buster. That was the only thing we could we could think of to rhyme with it that made sense. So mm-hmm. that was the best we could do, but, you know, so we weren't great. But uh, anyway, in 1991, we have an in-store with Pavement. So they're just starting to, you know, to get some, you know, to get it rolling, get get getting that... Uh, you know, that indie cred notice. And uh, mm-hmm. so their drummer was was this very wild guy named Gary. And he was old. He was a little bit older. And mm-hmm. 
he was um he was he was playing around with our staple gun in the back room and you know he was just kind of joking around stapling stuff and he he was he started stapling his pants to his leg which was you know pretty stupid but he somehow managed to staple into an artery in his leg oh. and exactly what you think happened happened it was just like just like a spray he gets taken to the hospital immediately you know so he's in intent he's in whatever intensive care and mm-hmm. they're like we need a drummer we can't play and, and earlier in the day i told him that i was a drummer mm-hmm. and so Aveman asked me to fill in okay so you and filled I, it I, I couldn't do it you couldn't no, I mean, I, I, how could I? They they wouldn't let me bring two bass drums and my China cymbal to their show at Maxwell's that night. Well, I mean, it's not exactly their style. I could see why. No, no I think they could have really benefited from my uh, double bass drum galloping. I think. Yeah. That that would kind of fit like their songs. Yeah, that and but the big thing that that was like a no for them was I, I also wanted one of them to do this song I'd just written called I'm Here to Party, but I'm also here to f- probably had to bleep that last word. Yeah, yeah, that was not cool. Then they wouldn't play that song. They wouldn't let you play that song. No, no, I pulled the lyrics out of my wallet that I've been I've been carrying in my wallet for a long time, and and uh, they didn't. They didn't like it. So that was the end of that. But, um, you know, we, we had some pretty cool customers over the years at the store. Very cool. Like who? Uh, we had Snake Sabo from uh, Skid Row. The guys from Adrenaline OD stopped by. Uh, Morton Downey Jr. Uh, some of the dudes from Cool in the Gang. Uh, Morton Downey Sr. Uh, Stephen Thurston from the Dim Stars. Morton Downey III. Um Bruce Springsteen would come by. Really? Quite often. Yeah. What, what was that like? Yeah. Very interesting cat. Um, was really curious about all kinds of music. Uh, wasn't really into the super hard stuff. He would buy, like he, he, he'd pick up an uh, ACDC record with a cult, but I could never get him to check out stuff like... Um, uh, creator's pleasure to kill or cannibal corpses eaten back to life. Mm-hmm. You just couldn't get him to check that stuff out. No, no. Like it was like, I showed him the cover and it was just like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's for me or not. I think Patty would really not be into me coming, coming home with that. You know, yeah. hey, fair enough. Right. Yeah. It's a, yeah, exactly. I, I get it. I get it. Different styles. But, um, one funny thing about Bruce, he would without, fail not be able to find his wallet when he got to the counter and then he'd accuse us of taking it huh. anything like that i have heard there was a oh there was kind of a rash of that going around here for a little bit on the show yeah. a couple of weeks ago i think i think it's called i think the technical name is wallet itis which is weird because that in to me that that infers that you're afraid of the wallet yes that's what i would think that would be for somebody who had a fear of wallets yes which i do oh so you do literally have wallet itis everyone in my family has it but oh okay well that's a 
everyone, sure. everyone. Like a, a joke that 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 was like a a uh, a cheapskate joke. Basically, when it comes time to pay, none of us can find our wallet. Sure, sure. Yeah, and that's a good one. That's a pretty okay. <laughs> All right, metal Tim. That's that's funny. That's funny. Uh, so, it is. So so he you know, there'd be this big scene, he'd storm out and then have Patty come back to the store, tell us Bruce found the wallet, and then she'd buy all the stuff that he left at the counter when he stormed out. And she'd always ask, You guys are cool, right? You know, meaning the employees and Bruce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and we'd say, oh, of course, because we liked Bruce. So, yeah, yeah. Just a weird thing. And then and then he, he He'd show up at the store the next week acting like nothing happened, and then it would happen all over again. And then after the sixth time, we were kind of into it because we thought it might be some sort of art project. It's a pretty severe uh, thing, honestly, for somebody to lose their cool to that degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a weird one. And we do it over and over again. Very, very strange. Speaking of strange guys with with all over the map tastes, we we had this one guy. I never knew his name, but we'd call him Half Cool. Half Cool. Yeah, because he'd buy stuff like Hoosier Do, Sonic Youth, and Yola Tango, but he'd also buy like um, Lamange, Simple Minds, Marshall Crenshaw. Yeah. You know? mm. Yeah, half cool, eh? That might have been yeah, weird stuff. And he was all he was always asking if we had any wacky package related records. Yeah, that was me. And, and then he'd start. It, it was you. That was me. And then I'd start what? Go ahead. Um, you'd start pitching ideas for wacky package yep. songs, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll never forget them. Um, uh, uh, the Ballad of Captain Crud. Ballad of Captain uh, Crud. Crying in my apple. Yeah. Crying in my apple jerk. Uh, drinking gin and squelches ape juice. Uh, mm-hmm. She took everything, even my crust toothpaste. Um, meet me at Blob Evans. Chewing on a slime gym. Uh, what else was there? Um, Eyes like Fulger's coffee. Um, you're as sweet as log haven syrup. Um, I'll be over as quick as minute life. What else was there? Um, I'm going to stick to you like screech tape. Um, I'm going to wash your mouth with vile soap. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. But the, the joke's on me, though, because you did get crying in my apple jerks on that uh, second to last Merle Haggard album. I so, did. And well he. Done. And if you would have seen, I did meet him backstage at a show. <gasps> yeah. What was he like? He said cool? to me, he said, you the Apple Jerks kid? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he goes, that's what I thought. And then walked and he, away. And he say thank you? Or no, he go, just said, that's what I thought. Oh. He said, that's what I thought. Well, that's actually, from what I hear about, about the hag, that's an ultimate compliment because he usually c- kicked guys in the stomach. Yeah, I was thankfully not kicked in the stomach. I I was hoping I could convince him to do um I wanted to do uh Kami uh a song called uh Kami Chameleon 
which would be to the tune of Karma Chameleon, but it was for Kami Cleanser, which was one of the famous wacky packages. What is that? He, I like that. I think I, that... I never got to even pitch it to him. Uh, well, yeah. Those are the frustrating in, ones, well, Metal Tim. They are. They are. And uh, But so funny, <laughs> you had such weird taste. It was like you liked the swans as, as, as much as R.E.M. and Winter Hours. It, it really boggles the mime. Really does boggle the mime. Mind. Uh, yeah. 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 So, so, oh, you know, speaking of REM and winter hours, yeah, you're the only person I can, I can ask this of. Do you, have, do you have a memory at all of an incredibly niche porno film from the mid 80s called Mr. Bone Jangles? Do I have any recollection? No, I don't. Well, it was about a guitar player in a jangle pop band called The Strum. Um, who who takes on various lovers while he's on tour, mm-hmm. and the guitarist name the guitarist name was Peter Buck Naked. Remember this? It's not ringing a bell. Okay, well, you have one guess as to what he he would wear in his love scenes. And his name was what again? Peter Buck Naked. Peter Buck. Yes. What? What was he wearing? Black vest. And? That's it. That's it. Just a black vest. Yes. Yeah. Um, he, he, um, he only, he, uh, he's in a wallet. Where's mine? Um, um, he, he only made one other erotic film. Okay. What would you do? Um, know anything about it? Well, it, it, it was a porn version of Popeye. Uh huh. It was called um, Popeye. What was it called? Hello. You hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah. I said it twice. I said it twice already. One more time. Popeye. Oh, okay. I wish I didn't hear it, honestly. I know, I know. And you're going to wish you hadn't heard what his catchphrase was, too. I don't want to know his catchphrase. Well, Papa, um, he had, you know, I am what I am. Yeah. Pompeyes was, um, I, who I you might have had to bleep a couple of those words. Out. Yeah. Yep. That's uh. Again, wish I didn't know it. I know, I know, but like knowledge is is uh, is power, and you're very powerful now. Oh no. Oh no. What? What? What's going on, Metal Tim? Uh. Well, I guess what they say about the best show being the preferred podcast of America's soon-to-be second-tier metal satellite radios is true. Why? 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 What's going on? Eddie Trunk must have heard me cracking wise, and he's shown up at my yurt. I live in a yurt. I, that's just there is to it. Sure. And uh, he's here to exact uh, revenge upon my, my exposed haunches. Well, 
Can you cover your haunches? I, well, I can't. I don't even have electricity in in, in this 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 uh, yurt. I I I do have a water cot though. You have a water cot. You do, yes. Well, hide behind your water cot. Too thin. I can't. It's too small. Oh no! Oh no! He's Tom. Eddie's livid. He he's standing. He's standing in my front yard and. He put a, a bunch of Mountain Dew cans in a double XL five finger death punch T-shirt, and, and he's swinging it over his head like a—it's a weapon, just like in that fight scene in that Sean Penn film Bad Boys, where you can see a cameraman for a full two seconds. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I'm so scared! Oh no! Oh, I got stuck up, Tom. Right? I got—I I, got to man up, right? Um. Well. Just uh, be I'm strong. Gone. I don't know what to tell you. No, I'm going. I'm, I'm going. All right. <clears throat> All right. Hike up them cargo shorts, Ed, because Kimmy's going to go full wacko on your ass. There you um, go. Wacko was the drummer. Wacko was the drummer for '80s UK metal pioneers Raven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom. I'm all. I'm also here to teach. Well, I appreciate the. I appreciate it. as somebody who's a, a forever a student. I appreciate it. Hello? I think we lost Metal Tim. I think Eddie Trunk got him. Well, we got the uh, guests coming up in a matter of moments. We're going to play a record, and we will be back with uh, Will and Matt from Chapo Trap House. Here is one more from our friend Michael Cronin. Oh, who is that? Michael Cronin. Oh, my goodness. Our friend Michael Cronin. Two for Tuesday with Michael Cronin. Full, full K-Rock WNEW rules tonight. Those are two stations from New York City. You know them. That was Turn Around from his third album, which is called MC3. Um, yeah, and that's on Merge. I'm telling you, you can't go wrong with, uh, our friend Michael Cronin. Check out the, uh, Best Show 24 when he was on the, the show, uh, and he did a set, he did a couple songs. I'm telling you, first of all, I hadn't slept. There's not, look, he could make me cry if I slept, uh, 12 hours a day. Then I come in the studio, though. At that point, I would not slept in over a day. So I come in, he's playing, and I hear it, and I immediately start fighting back the waterworks. And I'm telling you, it takes a lot for me to cry. Well, actually, that's not true at all. Like, anything can make me cry. Um, what's the easiest thing that ever made me cry? Love Island. I cry watching Love Island a fair amount. Anybody, like fixes says like an honest thing i start crying peewee uh runs out of the pet shop holding the snakes i start crying i start crying i just cry i cry i'm a i'm a easy cry and i don't have a segue i was gonna say and watch this segue i don't have the segue but we do have 
guests, which is better than a segue. Oh, um, oh, look, we're on video. How about that? Oh, there it is. Can uh, 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 Brebo's not here, right? Um, he might have left. I'm not totally sure. Okay. Is Big Dog here? Big deal. Big Dog. Brett Davis. He's right here. Brett Davis, can you put the air on, please? He's working on that ball. right now. Working. I thought that didn't take work. Well, it's a button. <laughs> One button. Just click it. He's got it. Thank you, uh, big deal. Maybe there's a big switch on the wall, and it takes a few tries to get it going. Well, there isn't. <laughs> it's a normal thermostat All right, well, that has pretty, one button. Yeah, but that's incorrect. We have in studio. Now, people who know the game of podcasting, because if people don't know, podcasting is a business, and it's an industry, but it's also a game. And not unlike games, there's the game behind the game Indeed. that a lot of yes. people don't understand. You go to an NBA contest and you sit close and you hear a player say a thing to another player. Never would have heard that on TV if you had a million years. But you hear the game behind the game when you're close. And I'm close right now mm-hmm. to these two guys who are in the podcasting world. They are the we, game. We are the game, yes. They yeah, are the, the game, game is. Iggy Azalea put it, they are the strip club. <laughs> it's true. Your keys aren't in your bag. Well, don't we have a cr- <laughs> They're not in my pocket. <laughs> now I don't need coffee, actually. That worked. Yeah, there you go. Thank Just you. A little we talk. have in studio, from the hit podcast, Chapo. Trap House. Right. Chapo Steakhouse, correct. Well, you're not supposed to know about that. <laughs> <laughs> these are the things hey, you're These are the to. unwritten rules of the game. No. These are the guilty. That's the game. Yep, so that's, that's me game. being game. I'm a guy in the stands. I'm <laughs> if this is an NBA game, you guys are on the floor passing the ball, <laughs> shooting threes, alley oops. I'm a crank. I'm like, there was a guy named Robin Ficker who used to show up at Washington Bullets games, not Washington Wizards games. He was mad when they changed the name to the Wizards, if I remember correctly. And he would be the guy who was his lawyer Uh who would buy these courtside seats right behind the visiting team's bench and would just heckle them for years. (laughs) But he would always be like, I know the rules. They can't throw me out of any games because I don't use obscenities. That's me. In the podcast world. Well, as long as you don't use obscenities. That's exactly. No, but we have Will Meneker. Hello. Welcome. Thanks, Thanks for, for having coming. me. Thanks for coming. And then we have Matt Christian Man. That's me. Hey, hey. Here. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? This is so exciting. Seriously. I appreciate you coming and by. Now, you live here. I do. I live in LA now. You live here. Yeah. Lipstick City. What, uh, what brought you to uh, this uh, den of... Uh, Hey, Tom, real quick. Sorry to interrupt. Could everyone just get a little closer to their mics? Yes. Thank you. Me? uh, Not you, Tom. Sorry. Uh, Not you, Tom. Andrew, I can't get any closer to this mic. (laughs) I ain't close to this mic. I'm I'm, I'm good for dinner. It was more for the guests. Thank you. You're welcome. Andrew, let me just say this, Andrew. What are these guys? They're talking mics. These guys guys make more money than God with their podcasts. They don't know how to talk into a microphone. <laughs> what are we doing? What am I doing wrong? I'm doing everything technically right. 
clearly I, I don't have it. I got to say, that's very embarrassing for me because I do pr- take pride in how close I hold the mic. I yeah. feel like I'm a professional at that. And I guess I just, it's this chair. It's got me too yeah. loosey goosey. Chair was a little you. too comfortable. Yeah. It's kind of like an Eric Andre type, type technique. We keep you off balance yes. and then I win each exchange because <laughs> it's a competition because again everything's a game it's a game everything's a, a game. game the great game we have yet to take an l so we'll see no. what happens for so you live in los angeles now yes Matt. yeah just drawn you know by the the call of the the end of the frontier you know mm-hmm. it's just it's easier to live here and where were you prior to this uh new york baby new york city new york city okay. bra brooklyn Brooklyn, which is the home of podcasts, podcasts where they were invented and perfected. Yes. Were they invented in Brooklyn? I mean, sure, why not? If there's some sort of hellmouth where they spouted out of, it has to be in Brooklyn. Sure. I. So, were you born? You're not a New York. No, no, no. I'm a mid. I'm a. I'm a humble Midwestern. Sure. I'm from. Uh, I'm the, I'm from uh, Wisconsin. From I'm Wisconsin. the native New Yorker. Yeah, here. He's, he's walking here. You're Will the guy. They call me Mr. New York City. Sure, yeah. you're the guy. Will's the guy who's just like with us grabbing a slice. Yep. Yep. Getting a slice, getting a bagel. And then maybe getting some pizza while he's at it. Ooh. Mark that that. Mark that that's one for Tom. Now that's that's <laughs> right that right there is podcasting, folks. It's Tom one chop out chop house zero. <laughs> we are far we are in the doghouse right now. Oh man. So it's you while to dig out of this hole. So you were in New York. Yes. You're in Wisconsin. You come to New York, yeah. Matt, because you want to be a what, Matt? I just, you know, a thought leader and an influencer. And sure. I, and by the grace of God, I, I, uh-huh. I received you, those blessings. And you you achieved both and you are a thought leader. Exactly. You are an, an influencer. That's true. I've thought led and I've influenced. Yes. But Will, you were a native New yeah. York. You're just walking here and I was driving a cab, okay. you know. Sure, uh, I, picked up, I picked up Matt, you know. Okay. It was a, we had a, a very a meaningful thought led conversation. Mm-hmm. He took me to his ex wife's apartment, asked me <laughs> if I'd ever seen a forty four Magnum, and I said, okay. No, I haven't. Uh-huh. And then he said, uh, uh, you talking to me? Yep, and I was talking to him, and, and we've we, we stayed yes. talking ever since. And then Always. you just got a microphone. Yeah, you didn't get particularly close to it, <laughs> but you did start talking into it. Um, and then now look at you, kings of podcasting. Well, we're here on the best show. Well, look, this is the best show again. We're doing our best here. <laughs> but like the man said. We do our best, but I guess our best isn't good enough sometimes. No, it's exciting. You've been doing the show for eight, eight years? Six? 2016, six, seven years now? Yeah, forever. It's a long time. Yeah. yeah. And what was the impetus? Who were the shows that made you want to even do this dumb trash? Uh, it was actually uh, our our friends um, uh, Brett and Brian who do a show out of uh, Columbus, Ohio called Street Fight, and I was uh, we were in the the green room uh, watching the chat earlier, and I think uh, one of your 
One of your uh, uh, commenters, one of the listeners, uh, Dennis Muldoon, I believe a Jurassic Park reference there. The guy who gets uh, the clever girl clever who gets eaten, eaten by the velociraptors. Mm-hmm. He referenced actually uh, our friend Brian Quimby's theory uh, per this for this topic of today's show that there is no such thing as a bad cover song. He likes all cover songs and, and you know may even think that all cover songs are superior to their original versions. But yeah, it was uh, Brett and Brian, our friends did a show called Street Fight, mm-hmm. and we had all been guests individually on Street Fight, Matt, Felix, and myself. Felix is not mm-hmm. with us at the moment. But uh, we enjoyed doing it so much, and then we, I think we were, Matt and I were on an episode together, and then Felix and I were on an episode together, and then we just thought, why don't we, the three of us, do our own show? Yeah. 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 And the time was right because the world was on fire at that point. And well, like, there was this new political... Uh, tr- uh, uh, this new political tide that was uh, developing, and it had a, it was essentially a media market that had not yet been mm-hmm. uh, uh, identified, and people were spontaneously like acting to fill this void, and like we because we there was a low barrier for entry for podcasts, we had this stuff we felt we wanted to say, nobody else was saying it, so we took the very meager tools at our disposal mm-hmm. to just start saying it, and. The yeah. rest is history. And then the rest is history, like yeah. Paul Harvey would say. And you know, the rest of the story. And now you know the rest of the story. Patrice Lumumba had isn't, it coming. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> <laughs> it took so little to be very successful in the past. Oh, my God. That is one thing. That Larry people... King was just, like, he just hung around, like, sweeping the yeah. newsroom. And then one day they're like, oh, my guy... The 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 six the midnight guy yeah. he 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 uh, he had a bad tuna fish sandwich. Can and you fill just, in for him? But, uh, Boom! Ninety year media career. Ninety year media career. More money than God. Yep. More wives. More wives than more, Solomon. More wives than Solomon. Yeah. More yeah. money than God. He like people would just be like, oh, the Kardashians are so talented. Like, yeah, they are. But there's always been that, and there was a lot more of it. When you consider, I want to say this to the. To the young people. Where, which camera am I on? Which camera? <laughs> um, no, I uh, I will never look at the camera as long as I do this show. You can mark my words. The cameras are a relatively new development. I will never look right down the barrel of a camera. Wait, I'm doing it right now. Um, there was a guy in the 70s. His name, he went, he said... Raymond J. Johnson. You can call me Ray. Where he was just, this is guy would literally go on a talk show. <laughs> he would literally go on a talk show and go, Oh, you could call me Ray. Or you could call me Jay. Or you could call me Ray Jay. Or you could call me Jay. But don't call me late for supper. I knew about him, but only from The Simpsons. But he had, yeah. This was considered entertainment yeah. back then, and people were just like, oh, he's good. <laughs> oh, he's going to do it again. Every Here comes. Yeah. Wait, what's the thing I can't call him again? I guess it's always the stinger. Late for supper. Late for supper. Let's find a second Raymond J. Johnson a Jr. Let's take a listen to what this, uh, what this guy, and he was in beer commercials. Oh, he yeah. Was, this phenomenon. So this is some sort of Red Fox variety show. Now Red Fox is talking to Raymond J. Johnson. Ray J. Johnson. Here we go. This is what this guy did. How are you this week, uh, Mr. Johnson? Uh, You doesn't have to call me Johnson. My name is Raymond J. Johnson Jr. That's not funny. 
What? Or you can call me RJ. Or you can call me RJJ. Or you can what? call me RJJ Jr. What is this? They're laughing. Those oh, are real human beings. They're having the best time in their Those lives. Those are actual quaaludes is the answer to this question. <laughs> this guy. Everyone was looted to the gills. Yeah. And they must have been like, thank you so much, Mr. I, I, I don't want to make you do, <laughs> don't your, to make you don't do the routine do the, again. You don't have to do the act, sir. Just here's your check for $15,000 in 1973 yeah. money. Yeah, yeah. You're now a zillionaire. Yeah. Yeah. Like, same with like uh, with writing. I was thinking about the other day of just like the heyday when you could be like a freelance Joan Didion. Yep. He was like, here's $10,000 a word to yep. go to, to write yeah. about California. Yeah, like, like that. But those are at least They're like talented, talented yeah. yeah. There were people who wrote for... <laughs> Sanford and Son, who would just have a mansion in five years of working, I always, I always awful comedy. I always think about that whenever I've been to a day game at Dodger Stadium, and there's all these guys in like members only jackets mm-hmm. uh, with like gray ponytails, yeah. and they're just hanging around, and you just know that these guys are like they have. They have mansions and they go to the day games and they hang around because they're sitting on like million dollar fortunes from writing like 15 episodes of uh, Quincy MD. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like they're just set for life off of that. Oh, absolutely. No, they are set. They were just a part of this thing when there was only three channels. Only three channels on television. The show was like a bomb if it had 18 million viewers. (laughs) They They would cancel shows that just only had 18 million viewers. They'd be like... Uh, it's just we're getting our clock cleaned by all in the family. We're only getting eighteen million views. Could you imagine what a network uh, head would do these days for eighteen million views? They would just if they were just like, we need you to uh, literally murder your family. They'd just be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, sure. Uh, eighteen the, million, <laughs> eighteen million, full eighteen though. But God, those <laughs> audiences, the audience, the mass audience for the, the for television was just so simple. Yeah. Just these absolute rubes. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was so easy to impress yeah. them. Like, yeah. if you had just, like, gestured towards the existence of the fourth wall, their mm-hmm. faces would have melted off yeah. at the very prospect of, like, metatextuality. He's or talking to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's in a house. Wait I a thought minute. they were in a house. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The, wait he a knows minute. I exist. Wait a minute. The hospital was actually a snow globe? Yeah, that an autistic <laughs> child was looking into what you're even going to look. That's yeah, no, that's that's the highest that's, level. That's, of yeah, shit that's right yeah, that's yeah. the the idea that these sitcoms and they would each get it. They're like Joey Bishop, these like bums, these like <laughs> bums, ab, absolute just bums, the dregs of show business could just work uh, every Alan year. King. Alan King uh, just. Soupy yeah. sales, and they'd just be like, "Alan King has a new show called Here's Alan, and he's gonna <laughs> he plays a dispatcher at a truck depot, and he's just like, yeah, Alan King runs the, he's the guy who runs the 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 truck the garages near the bell house where you look in and they're putting logos on the sides of buses, like they're putting bus ads on the side." Like that, you ever walk around in that neighborhood around the bell house? Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. You look in, and it's kind of like in Goodfellas when he's like, "Come on, yeah, pick yeah, something out for yeah, your mother." Yeah. Like that's like what's it going looks like on. They're in switching one of those out places. like hot plates and stuff in there. Yeah, it's it's just all like piles of cardboard. Yeah, and buses that they're it's changing the ads on. Yeah, 
No, it was an easier time then. This is a it infinitely a harder time. time. Yeah, now we're all effed. Yeah, and it's just, but it's like, I just can't believe what flew. And that's what these cover songs were playing. We're talking yeah. about the worst cover yeah, songs. Right. Now, who is this numbskull who said that there's no such thing as a bad <laughs> cover Ryan song? Quimby, our, our, po- our podcast Ryan. godfather. I respect Ryan a great deal, but I do not agree with that. Yeah, I'd say that the, we respectfully depart from I would Brian. say that yeah. the, the, uh, the burden of proof is always on the cover song because it doesn't need to exist. Mm-hmm. So if it's, if it's just okay, it is terrible because... Just okay, well, don't make it then. Mm-hmm. We already have just okay in yeah. the version that already exists. Yeah, here, look, I can, I'll, I'll just, your friend's going to have to take a seat right now. <laughs> it's gonna, it takes nothing to prove that there are bad cover songs. Here. Oh, we got, let's go. Here we go. Oh, oh yeah, here we go. Yes. Yeah, well, this the is gold standard. This it's was, just, uh, I mean, this is just we're just going to pull out a uh, just pull a uh, slap a big card down on the table, and then it's just over. Yeah, this, no this, was, the, this was the first one in in, yeah. in my it's always in my the mind. number one yeah. draft pick in any fantasy yeah. bad <laughs> cover song draft. Limp Biscuit doing Ooh, behind blue just eyes. Really yeah, terrible. Can I can you I remember, posit- the, remember the music video for this? I don't. Okay, it started. Halle Berry was in this music video. Uh-huh. Fred Durst directed the video, I believe, and cast Halle Berry, and he was yeah. like a, a mental patient behind glass, like Hannibal uh-huh. Lecter singing to her, uh-huh. and she was the sort of Clarice Starling like doctor, mm-hmm. and you know, sort of like broke him out of being behind the blue eyes. Okay, yeah. you know, she uh-huh. she cracked what was behind him. If I can suggest, mm-hmm. so if I will stipulate that this is the overall number one uh, seed okay. in this tournament. Sure, but if we're doing it bracket style. And there's other number ones. Okay. I would posit another number one has got to be American Woman by Lenny Kravitz. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, yeah, I would say we fill out the, the top four seeds. Uh, we, another one that came up was uh, Disturbs cover of The Sound of Silence. We already played that. Okay, that already was played that? We okay. already brought that up. Here, the big like, one for me, like my my top number one seed, like my the, my favorite to win the whole thing is Madonna's cover of American Pie. That's a, that's a rough one. Because yeah. ah. here's the thing, like, I don't even like the original version of yeah, that song. Yeah, that's a good point. Because yeah. you've got a song that's already actively <laughs> yeah. bad, and then you have the fact to remake an actively bad song, that's a crime. You've already yeah. exacerbated <laughs> yeah. the crime. And then to make an even worse version, mm-hmm. that's like that's like alchemy. Oh yeah. No, that's a, it's like it's like a lot of times they'll say they and I say they and you know who they are oh, we're of in show business. Yeah. Um true. I mean talented people. If people think I'm saying something offensive. That's you take. You need to go look uh, at the man in the mirror <laughs> with that, Indeed. and uh, maybe later we'll play Alien Ant Farm's cover of Man in the Mirror. Uh, <laughs> oh Wait, they did no, more than no, one Michael Jackson. Okay. <laughs> when people say, "Oh, well, you if you're going to adapt a movie from a source material, you don't adapt a great book. You adapt an okay book right. that you can make." Godfather into Principal. a great movie, The Godfather or Jurassic um, Park. Jurassic Park or Jaws. Jaws. Jaws is the biggest one. That book is a piece of garbage. <laughs> like and like yeah. like Peter Benchley, I've heard people say he didn't even know the whole alphabet when he wrote that book. <laughs> they said he was only up to the letter U when he wrote that book. He literally finished the book not knowing a few letters. <laughs> but and when the, in the cover game, 
it's like that doesn't mean anything for American Pie. Yeah. Because American Pie sucks. <laughs> right. And it gets a little worse on Madonna's yeah. watch. Yeah. Even slower and more dreary. Yeah. Yeah, and that song, that's bad news, man. Uh, the, uh, the college I went to, the like the, the, the college bar in town, this is in uh, Saratoga you can Springs. Name Harvard. Sa- Skidmore, <laughs> Skidmore College Harvard. in Saratoga Springs, New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the bar in town on Caroline Street is a bar called Tin and Lint, and I have no idea if this is true or not, but the bar claimed it mm-hmm. was like in one of the booths. This was where Don McLean wrote the song American Pie, and they had a little plaque oh, God. in the bar. Just like, yeah, that's where he came up with the, yeah, the this is where he wrote going to the levee, and levee yeah. was dry. So he said, this is the booth where he wrote American Pie. Yep. It's like... Gross. <laughs> let, it, let us bulldoze this. Yeah, like let's knock salt it the down. ground so that yeah, so, salt the ground yeah, so nothing so grows. Like, yeah, that's like, and I've told this story before on the. I know for the people who are going to be like, uh, I heard this one already. I'll say back to you. The show's free. <laughs> you might hear something twice. That's that's you're doing podcast game right now, which is you know you have to. Just absolute contempt for the Meg listeners. The listeners. Yeah, yeah. That's the key. Podcast podcast game. Yeah. That's the game within oh, the game. I love my listeners. Yeah. I love best show listeners, the best in the business. <laughs> and they know it and I know it. Um but in in the Boston area, at one point I was I was writing for basketball magazines at this point in my life. So I got a job where they're like, Oh, you get to go and interview uh Kenny Anderson, who oh, had nice. recently been traded to the Boston Celtics. Great trade, made NBA. He's a Celtics legend. He No, he was there for a year <laughs> and was not good. So I drive up uh, to interview him at, uh, tra- at, 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 at their practice facility was a, a college outside of Boston. So, but I guess college outside of Boston, you mean Harvard? <laughs> um, they, they were not practicing at Harvard because that's uh, the who? What's the name? Of, what would the Harvard team even be? The what Crimson. The Crim. Okay. Did you go to Harvard? Oh yes. No, you I did. did. No, I went to a school from Where'd the middle of nowhere. Where'd no you one go? knows it. You no. can say it. What? Say it. No one even would know. It's well, literally, somebody would know. It's not like there's a. It's not like these schools could be a secret. <laughs> It's, I mean, they literally changed the name since I went there. That's how much of an anonymous place it is. Well, let me guess. They changed it from a college to a university. Let me see if I can guess. Winthrop U. No. Uh, Carroll University in Carroll. Wisconsin. Well, Wisconsin. now you're just making names. I told you. I told I'm you. I'm joking back. It's a gibberish, it's a gibberish country. <laughs> um, so then I go to this. I get up there so early that I'm like, oh, I'm, I, I got to. I'm going to pull over and just make some notes to get ready for this interview. So I pull in. There's Oh, there's a community college like nearby. I pull in, and they have a giant banner hanging on the outside. And it says, this is the school from Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, then you, like, you go in, you're just like, this is the bad school from Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> this is the school that that Robin Williams was stuck at. And they made a oh, right, very community college. direct point that he was... His life he wasn't was falling apart. He wasn't yeah. fulfilling his potential. Yeah. But they were just like so proud. This is the school. This is where it all went down to Goodwill Hunting. It's like, this is where he was dying inside. <laughs> <laughs> Enroll here. This is how get a little and let your dreams yeah. die. Get this a little is, bit of that magic. <laughs> this is the school from Dead Poets Society that made that kid kill himself. 
This is a school. This is a school from uh, from school ties. Everyone's favorite yeah. anti-Semitism factory. School ties. I like with honors when Joe Pesci. Oh, is Pesci is, when yes, he owns yes. like Gore Vidal on uh, the Constitution. Mm-hmm. He's like a hobo. Yeah, he pops out from underneath the stairs like and a like a little goblin. He was always like, "Hey, uh, Harvard." <laughs> Eh. He called. That was it. Who was it in uh, in that movie again? Oh, with man. honors. Oh, is it Winona well, Ryder. No, 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 no. Somebody no. like lost Marissa their Tomei? their Marissa report. Tomei. Went in the su- like in the sewer. He got their report from the yeah, sewer because he was a he was like a goblin. Yeah, he's like a fairy tale creature. That's what they treated this homeless guy. He was like, like Pennywise. Yeah, <laughs> hiding out in the sewers. But there's this amazing scene where he debates the the snooty professor who I think played by Gore Vidal might have been Gore Vidal. Uh-huh. Somebody of that rank. And they're like arguing about the Constitution, and the guy's like, "The Constitution is unfinished and therefore uh, a failure." And uh, Joe Pesci's like, "That's where you're wrong, sir. The fact that you can amend the Constitution is proof of its greatness." And he just like slam dunks him, and everyone well, carries him off. I believe on he get the, uh, <laughs> the the sewer goblin to own the current Supreme Court. <laughs> it's a living oh, document, man. sirs. It's like America. It's like. The GOP versus democracy in next year's session. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we don't have an attorney to t- take the case. And then fucking this Joe Pesci sewer goblin just pops out and saves the day. Yeah. It was Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. I, I thought so. But the reason I didn't yeah. say that is because I thought, no, that's school, school ties. ties. But it's also freaking Brendan Fraser and school he like, ties. He might have gotten tutored on set for all these movies and actually gotten a college degree. He was on a he was a very academic young man. Even Encino Man takes place in a school <laughs> largely. Yes. Yeah. And he was uh he must be pretty bummed right now. His Batman movie got murdered. He was in Batgirl. Oh, oh he was in Batgirl. Yeah, he, was in he was the villain, I believe, in Batgirl. Oh man. All right. Now he's Look, he's gonna play a, a six hundred pound guy in a movie. I yeah, guess. he's in the new Darren he's, Aronofsky movie. Yeah, he's working. Uh, yeah, just he. Uh, are they gonna put him in a fat suit? Or are they just gonna let him like get there naturally? <laughs> I, thought, I will never see it. I don't know. I can't watch that guy's movies. Oh, I love him. I don't like movies that make me sad. Uh, he get, I for he's the king for me. I love Aronofsky. He's the really you can't even find somebody who makes you sadder than him though. I don't know. I just I don't know. I mean, they're up and down. I don't love all of them, but a few of them I think are really great. Like I, I'm one of those people, one of those weirdos who thinks Mother is a masterpiece. I know a lot of people like Mother. I would, look and the thing like I didn't watch it. My mom won't let me. <laughs> but I will say this about it. I don't know why people get so mad when they're just like this movie's a crazy. It's like yeah, okay, yeah, I know. Like when people are so mad at. At art that is like, this is just insane. Yeah. It's like, yeah, cool. Okay. That's yeah. what's wrong with what's I, wrong I think, with that? I think, I think a lot of people expect that like any, any movie that's like a little bit like like artistic or hard to mm-hmm. understand or out there that like everyone who says they like it is like right. pretending or something. Exactly. Like it's mm-hmm. all part of some charade that they've seen through. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, like you know, the seventh seal, boring, it's in black yeah. and white, yeah. like, you know, with playing chess, yeah. not entertaining. Everyone assumes yeah. that everyone else is like a lower aesthetic level than oh, they do. Everybody is always worried look, look, I get it. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about these other idiots. And the thing is, is like they are in themselves incredibly dumb. So, oh, no, yeah. they're morons. They're the people like in Los Angeles. Like, just think about this. They made a movie called Battleship. I saw it in theaters. And, <laughs> but this is, they must have gone and said, like, to test audiences, be like, or like to just like, just 
hey, what would you see a movie about uh, the board game Battleship? They're like, no. And they're like, well, what if Liam Neeson was in it? It's like, no. <laughs> Sounds stupid. Then <laughs> they're just like, no, 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 but we'll put Rihanna in it. Oh, so Rihanna's going to dance and sing around it's like no she's stuck uh she's on a boat she's on a boat stuck <laughs> behind a con- behind a console looking at the the sonar yeah and you're just like well, i don't want to see that i want to see rihanna sing and do what she does best okay well we're gonna make it anyway and you're gonna what about, like it what about and then Brooklyn it comes out Decker. and it bombs yeah. and then they're just like why didn't anybody like Battleship? Because the audience, everybody could have told them Battleship was a bad idea for a movie. But from the it's first- a beloved babe. <laughs> we love it's a the bad game. I should love wait, the wait. movie. It's a bad enough idea for a game. When was the last time you yeah. played a it's game not of a Battleship? Great game. It's, it's just it's, guessing. It's, yeah. it's it, there's no. It, oh, it's so boring. It's just guessing. Say this: Have you ever played me in Battleship? Yeah. Just lie. I just lie. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> you're, you're impervious. I just go, man, nothing yet. I saw that in the theater at <laughs> band. They're like, they're like, wait, I've dropped a hundred. He filled the, the whole, hundred, all the pegs are yeah. filled. I ran like, out of them. There's literally no way. I'm like, no, you're, you're, you're you become a professional battleship yeah. player. You're yeah. just sweeping every tournament. Yeah, exactly. Just, nobody ever bothers <laughs> to just look. Finally, I'm in like the absolute, the finals of it, and they just like. They finally like walk around <laughs> the table lying. and they see that my battleships are all sunk, and they're just like, "Well, you." And then they look in the rule book. They're like, "There's nothing against lying about the battleship." <laughs> has, has anyone here seen Battleship? I've seen it. It's wonderful. Yeah, the way just watching them try to wedge the battleship of uh, board game stuff into yeah. it is just. Every time it happens, you just like get giddy. At least I did. Uh-huh. Like, there's one scene where they're fighting. It's like it's uh, battleships mm-hmm. versus alien craft, uh, uh-huh. and so at one point that are still that are that have, that have traversed the galaxy, but are still somehow confined only to the it's oceans very contrived. And seas of, so it's like they're to trying a, to make yeah, it basically a grid on the ocean, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> so they're it's dark and they're like under sonar. So like they have to create the yes. grid, and you uh-huh. see that it's like oh shit, they're doing the grid, uh-huh. and then they have to fire from the grid coordinates, and it's like one scene. Yeah. But that's basically the the movie going. Okay, it's Battleship now. Will you just let us make this movie? The other is that like the uh, the spaceships have a bunch of different weird weapons, like buzz mm-hmm. saws and stuff, like drone buzz saws and, and uh-huh. lasers. But one uh, thing they uh, have uh, are uh, these like depth charges that they shoot up in an arc that then land on the en- on the American ships, and they're these a uh, peg shaped sp- uh, 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 yellow things that then embed in the ships and blow up. So it's like the pegs that you put in the battleships in the game. Well, they certainly addressed the battleship <laughs> community <laughs> felt heard with that one. That's like, like, thank At least they got that part right. Well, see, that's the thing that's that what playing is like. <laughs> the producers, they respect the fandom. And yeah. they were there every step of the I way, can, making can, sure yeah. that they... We're down with everything they were doing. I can only hope. Uh, I can only hope the people at Warner Brothers put the same, you know, faith and credit into the uh, Connect Four community. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When that movie comes out. I swear to God, around the time of the Battleship movie, there was rumors swirling that Ridley Scott was going to do a Monopoly, Monopoly movie. movie. Mm-hmm. And I believe all like they were going to have a whole mm-hmm. extended universe of those, like the like the Dark Universal <laughs> universe with the monsters. Sure, the one. And yeah. it was killed by the failure of of uh, of Battleship. 
Sure. So we we were denied a whole. We were denied a whole universe. Land. Candy. No, Candyland was on the board. Just, uh, uh, a mousetrap, I believe. Yeah, sure. no, they're all there. Yeah, they. What? The, I guess we can only think about what you know. You're not supposed to think about what you don't have. Imagine, in life, imagine a world. A imagine, hey, we we love to think about a, a better world as possible. Imagine a world where instead of getting comic books as the dominant form, <laughs> yeah. of our mass <laughs> movies, board, board shit, it's board, board games. games. Yeah, and what? Games. How different would it be if we were in like year twenty of the MCU? But it's mm-hmm. like the uh, the Mattel or the uh, what do you call it? Milton Bradley Cinematic Universe. Yeah. How different would that yeah. be? Really? Is like nobody really plays board games anymore, but nobody really, really reads comic books it's anymore. True. It's both, not, like, they've know, all been detached like, like from 10 or 20 years what? past their like, you know, yeah. peak of uh, cultural yeah. you know, relevance. Right now, we if that was the case, we'd be in the thing where that was that like card game that was like vaguely European. That was like, like it was cards, it was like about like auto. It's like driving. Yeah. Somebody, somebody in the chat. But yeah, get, you're right. Like at this, we'd stage, be where they'd be making. That would be. We would the, be making. That would be like, like Guardians such of the obscure, Galaxy. Yeah, such obscure board games would be getting made right now. Where they're like, that, yeah, like, nobody has any knowledge of. Who knows the game I'm talking about? Help! Help! Like those, like super long, super complicated, uh, like turn-based games where you, with five million rules. Like all of those would already be movies mm-hmm. by now. Somebody knows the, the game. weird niche games like who can uh, um, Axis and Allies would obviously be a game by now. Yeah, there it is. Millborn. Uh, that game. You ever see I that game? No, I'm not familiar with that. M I L L E S B O R N E S. It was like a. Let me pull up a picture of it. You're gonna when you see this, you're gonna go, oh yes, that's the game that I saw that at my uncle's house and nobody touched it because it looked boring. <laughs> Don't wake daddy. That would be a movie. Let's see. Don't yeah. break the ice. That one, That's Operation. Well, the, the, obviously. Well, Operation would be. Right? Yeah, would be like, like this game. Hold on. Do you ever see that? No, Ever I in your life? That's, that's that. Mandela effect right there. Never, yeah, I uh, think that's not a thing. Yeah. Well, that'd be the Parker Brothers would be more like because then we'd be dealing with Parker Brothers versus yeah. like Parker Brothers would be DC. <laughs> I'd be Milton Bradley. Bradley would be Marvel. Yeah, I would be intrigued by what the what the Uno movie would look like. Yeah. Um. Okay. I don't know what cheesy maybe. Uno would be like uh, my dinner with Andre. It would be just a very like simple stripped down movie, or like like uh, like. Uh, uh, What's the movie? Uh, do the, the, the one uh, with uh, Lawrence Olivier and he's. Uh, uh, oh yeah! And, oh, with the, the two person mm, movie. Yep. They remade it with Jude Law. Yes. Uh, it's oh, with it's with Michael Caine. Yes. And Michael Caine and Jude Law. Olivier. Oh no! Yeah. Well, Olivier. Michael Caine was in both of them. Oh, that's right. He was the he, old he guy. He played the movie. old guy in the second one. God, I remember this. Uh, what is it called? Duet? Kerplunk, people are saying. No, that's not Kerplunk. It's not Solitaire. Christopher Nolan's Kerplunk. Had, no, what is that called? Uh, do, do, sleuth. It's Sleuth. 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 Okay. Yeah. So that's what the that's what Uno would be like. Yes. Like a, we like got a, there. Like a God. character piece. Yeah. Well, let's look at these. Uh, let's talk to some people about their... Um, are you having an okay time? Yes, absolutely. You having having okay a great time. time. Yeah, I'm having a Thank you for coming. Real broadcasting here with a real professional. Yeah. Well, how do, when you're doing the show, are you guys, uh, everybody's just everywhere and you're just zooming in? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, like, you know, we've gone through stages. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, the show started out like doing 
it all remotely, even though we were all in the same city. And yeah. then, like, we, we recorded together for, like, a good run of the show. But then when COVID hit, like, we just didn't, you know, Matt moves to the West Coast. I mean, it just, mm-hmm. it, it has its uh, it has its advantages. It's easier to book guests. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's nice we're to be. We're here, all yeah. here now in L.A., so we're recording. It's nice to be back in the same room, nice, yeah. 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 You get to share the space. Yeah. And the loudest like... person doesn't always win. I know. I hate that part. Hello, best show. Hello? Hi. To whom am I speaking? Oh, wait. Am I on the phone or am I talking to myself? You're talking to Tom right now. Oh, holy crap. Okay. I know. Hi, Can you believe it? I, what's that now? Oh, it's Caitlin from Rochester. Caitlin from Rochester. How are you, Caitlin? I'm tired. It's like way past my bedtime, Tommy boy. Oh, I don't like this at all. <laughs> First of all, Caitlin, I, go to bed. Not ah. my, it's not my fault that you're tired. You make it sound like it's vaguely well, I my like fault. This topic, so it is your fault. Then you call me Tommy boy, which that's strike one, two, three, and four. <laughs> Actually, the next batter has a strike against them now. <laughs> that's how much I dislike that. <laughs> But, Caitlin, you have been on hold for a while. I will overlook your not-so-veiled digs at me for (laughs) not being able to, what, control time for you? Yes. If you could control time, I would like to I know who this is. You're a crank, and you pick on me. (laughs) I remember you now. I am not a crank. I'm a very jolly little girl. Okay. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. You're on the screen. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that, Caitlin. That was the okay, Chapo Tom, Trap listen, House. How do you said feel about that. the breeders? How do I feel about the breeders? Happiness is a warm gun. That's a great cover. Breeders that's have a, a that's, good cover. That's, that's a great a cover. One. It is. And that's not the topic. Caitlin, the bad oh, ones. I well, I wanted to. Okay, so here's my cover. Um, that's horrible. Yeah. And I know you don't like the Talking Heads, but Tom Jones Look. and the Cardigans doing burning down the house. What? Look, first of all, I like Talking Heads just fine. Do I think they're overrated? You're not yes, as I do. As other people are. What's that now? You're not as passionate as other people are. Well, that's not about talking heads. I'm not. <laughs> oh, look, do I enjoy the album Fear of Music? Yes, I do. Do I like other ones? Yeah. Do I think Romanian Light is not so hot? Yeah, I really do. I think, listen to that thing and you're just like, yikes, there is no groove on this thing. But that's not for me to say. I like the movie. Is it as good as Russ Never Sleeps? No, it's not. Russ Never Sleeps, best concert film ever. But neither here nor there, Caitlin. I think Talking Heads are just fine. I don't think they're the best band ever. But, and I take offense to every one of these. Oh, Talking Heads is my favorite band. David Burns a genius. Where were you for 30 years? This guy was out in the wilderness. But what about uh, Tom Jones and the Cardigans cover? What do you think of that? Well, that's where we're, that's the road we're about to go down. Yeah. I just needed to hash I've never this heard out. this one. Let's check it, it out. Sounds terrible. Oh, it's it's me new sucks. to me as well. It's bad. And does he look? Burning down the house. 
Oh, yeah, you got to believe it. The man's got brass. No. He's got a brass neck. Right? Is he like singing like that? <laughs> just a, just well, look, Tom Jones also did a good exactly cover of Kiss. That's a good song. He's he did remember a his slab of Welsh anthracite. <laughs> remember his cover of Kiss? The Prince on oh, Kiss? Oh, yes. That's on the same album. So he did a cover album. Is that what he did? That's yeah, he did a cover album. The last yeah, refuge of the scoundrel, that. right there, that. is the cover, the cover album. album. Yes, no. That is the flag of surrender. Ooh, oh boy, already. No, thank you. No. Oh, that's swinging. This is fine. That's swinging, yeah. I'm fine with this. Yeah, cut the stroll off. I have no problem with that. You know, Tom Jones, I really, wow. as I was saying, I love the man's voice. Yeah. It's singular and powerful. Absolutely. Sex bomb. Yeah. The man had it into his later years. Yeah. I, you, I still like you it. You said that the, uh, the cover album is the last refuge of the scoundrel, but I'm wondering, like, I mean, so many artists have covered, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas. You know, I'll, every yeah. Christmas album is just a covers album. Yeah. We're just, everybody's Yeah. Just, they should stop doing that, yeah. too. Get yeah, it out I would of all be, I would be for that. Get, put I think it we do have, to- we have put it in the toilet. Right. Thank you. Put it in the toilet. We have we... enough fucking songs. Yeah. Well, this we is uh, it's actually a good time Christmas for me songs. to plug. I'm uh, doing my own Christmas album that is just just me covering okay. uh, the Pogues' "Fairy Tale uh-huh. of New York." That's great. Twelve right. different versions of that song. It's sure. not an album. That's a song. Well, no, twelve it's, versions. It's twelve oh. different versions. The Electro Clash of... remix. Mm-hmm. The acapella rendition. Thoughts, right. Caitlin. Right, I have one more bad cover. Okay. I'm also covering Oliver's Army on the same album. Okay, so you, I, I'm detecting a theme in your album. It's like Running Up That Hill by Placebo. Well, that sounds. And I want to say this. Have anybody heard of this Kate Bush? <laughs> Still don't really yeah, know her uh, Kate or the Bush, song. Yeah, let's cover Kate Bush. Got to say, I don't really get it. No, I don't watch Stranger Things, I, so I really don't have a context idea. for any of this. I'm totally in favor. Or let me see. Running up that hill placebo. Let's check this out. Let's see what this is all about. I Look, want the real thing. I'm happy that all these kids found Kate Bush. Good for them. You find it how you find it. This whole thing is upside down. No, that's not a Stranger <laughs> Things reference. Stranger but it's things. like, it's hard to find stuff. If you find it through a TV show, you find it through a TV show. Absolutely. Let's Celebrate. Uh, Matt, I know Matt and I are very similar in that like, most of the music that we've gotten into, we discovered from movie soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Let's see what this is all about. No. Certainly taking the scenic route to this song. <laughs> That's where they should have started. Doesn't hurt me. You wanna feel it does hurt. I feel like I'm bothering her. Like she wasn't ready to sing the song, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I thought you were gonna sing the song now. You weren't? Oh, okay. But you're gonna. Hear the chorus. Okay. Okay, here we go. Make a deal with God. Get him to swap 
Oh, I can't do any more of that. I was snoozing, I gotta say. It's shameful. Pretty boring. That's a, yeah, that's just a sleepy one that I could do without. Yeah. That's like a uh that's the Neil Diamond approach that the placebo just did where he's kinda talk your way through it a little bit when he's like on the boats. He's like LA's fine, the sun shines most of the time and it feels good. He's talking. Thank you, Caitlin. You're a top notch caller. Thank you, Caitlin. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Who's got the who's coughing it up back there? Take a test. No tests. <laughs> Best show. Hello. Hello. Hi. This, uh, this is Ben in uh, Sacramento. Ben in Sacramento, the capital of what state? Can you guess? California. That's right. You got it. Um, you get to go to the prize closet. <laughs> Pick anything else out you want. Ben, what to, to what do we owe the pleasure of this call? Uh, just wanted to call to talk some bad covers. All right. Like what? Well, what jumps out at you as the worst cover? The worst cover song. Uh, so this one I actually discovered uh, very recently, but um, there is an Everlast cover of Sam Cooke's "A Change Is Gonna Come." Ooh, and, um, ooh. Yeah. Hold on. that sounds. <laughs> That sounds dangerous. Yeah, uh, tell me you I'm thinking about like, making a deal with God right now. Yeah, yikes. Yeah, that sounds dangerous. Let's let's get oh, there. Whitey sings the blues indeed. And this is let's see, I got up on my screen. While I'm typing in it, we'll listen to George Burns fix it. <laughs> Who did it again? Oh, Everlast. Everlast. Song about heroin use. Yikes. Sung by George Burns. <laughs> I bet he did heroin. <laughs> by the end, he might have invented heroin. He <laughs> was so old. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. You ready for this? Are you ready? Hit it. Easiest thing in the world for me to say a change is going to come and I'm going to shut it off. <laughs> but <laughs> you know that's coming. So just get ready for that moment, everybody. I was born. Oh, God. Just like that. It's the Charles River he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Mystic River. <laughs> this is a weird one. Yeah, this is. This is. That's very, very bad. Ben. Yeah. Bro. Come on, Everlast. <laughs> Replacing Sam Cooke's like, aching vocals oh, with my that God. gravelly, bleeding yeah. gums Murphy bullshit. And he just starts off where he's just like. <laughs> It's like the original is like, ah, what? And he yeah. starts with like, I was born. Just like, uh, I'm not even going to try. I say it, but there's there's a hint, honestly, of uh, of uh, Billy Crystal in there. There's a little, oh, jazz, yeah. little, there. there's a little jazz man in there's there. There's a little jazz man in and all I'm, of us, but it definitely in Everlast I'm so sorry. I want to congratulate Billy on uh, concluding his Broadway run of the Mr. Saturday Night. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, um, Billy. Which is his 
multimedia character. Three dozen Emmy no Tony nominations. Did really? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of them. Ay, ay, ay. Ben, that's truly terrible. <laughs> How did you find that? Um, I was actually just looking for uh, there's that song there that uh, the uh, website who dot com. Yes. And they uh, they can all it's not just samples. They also list covers. And mm -hmm. I was just like trying to think of what would be some of the absolute worst. Mm hmm. Which artists would have some of the absolute worst covers? Mm -hmm. And I th just thought, oh, there's got to be a terrible, a change is going to come. I and was sure wondering enough, if you, I was wondering if you thought there'd be a terrible change is going to come, or you're just like Everlast has to have done yeah. something <laughs> terrible. You got a assumption. Yeah. Yeah. The hubris of covering worked, a yeah. Sam Cooke song. Sam yeah. Cooke, my you know, God, like sir. It's, when someone's voice is that good, like yeah. Jesus. I'm just going to say this, my friend. I know you're listening. E. It's your first initial. He did karaoke at uh, uh, my my birthday party earlier this year. He did a change that's going to come. Wow. I have a friend. Everybody's like, oh, no, what's this going to be? He belts it out. He owned it. He sang it. People thought he was singing along with the record. And he has the greatest voice. Wow. And you did it, Eric. Matt, that's uh, the, the challenge has been thrown down for you. Oh, no, Your I can't do party that. Saturday I just night. Holler. I just holler. <laughs> Let's see. That's okay. my only skill in karaoke is commitment. No, karaoke to me is an, uh, an act of, uh, if you can be vaguely uh, <clears throat> in the personality. Exactly. The goal. Like, yeah, I'm not going to have the best voice. Not I know that. Happen. But I can sell the thing. Yeah. And I pick one that's in my range and I sell it. It's true. That's that gets you over the hump. That's 90% yep. of karaoke. 100%. Don't go, yep. don't be stupid. 100%. Yep. And sell it. Yeah. You don't, yeah. Know your range is a big one. That, yeah. You don't want to get hanging out <clears throat> who's on, like, out, on a, out on a ledge. Who is, what's your range? What's your range? Who, may, oh. who makes sense for you perfectly? That? Uh, it's, the most ambitious vocal thing that I can confidently do is uh, Mac, uh, Mac the Knife by Bobby Darren. Sure. I can kind of hit that mm -hmm. long note at the end. Okay. Uh, but that's about it. Okay. I, if, it if it requires, if, if, it, if it can't be rounded at the end, I can't do it. You like, can't. Okay. Yeah, the sharp stuff, no thank you. Sure. How about you? Uh, so, yeah, like usually, like in the, you do like Elvis Costello, Warren Zevon, mm -hmm. uh, Rolling Stones, I can do it. But the, my, my karaoke disaster is when I attempted uh, Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. That's sure. too high. Can't too do much, it. Too much movement. Yeah. Yeah. Too much range. Yeah. One, one time I tried to do an ironic uh, karaoke, which is a huge mistake. Mm -hmm. I decided to, I wanted to do uh, this uh, High High Hopes, these. Uh, Panic at the Disco song is yes. the Pete Buttigieg the, music. The, yeah. the national, it's the state anthem for California. Yes. All and also, I thought this will be funny. And I started it, and within five seconds, I was like, this yeah. isn't funny. This sucks. No. I got to do this whole song. This is no. terrible. It's hard. You can't. I've had that happen to me. Uh, Chop Suey <clears throat> by System of Oh, down, oh suddenly like, oh, I don't know this song. <laughs> I'm just, I thought it was like, wake up. You wanted to. You wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Yeah. I'm just waiting to get to the point where it's like, where he's just like, uh, how long, Father? You? I was just like, that's like five minutes away before yeah. that part. I'm like, in my eyes, forsaken. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just like, stop. We're done. Yeah, Sorry. Can we just though. skip ahead to that part? Yeah. Science has failed. All modern world. Now you sounds like I named your your go to song, huh? 
Chop suey. My go-to is flagpole sitter by Harvey Danger. Okay. That's 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 the hip pocket Ooh, classic. Yeah. Always please the crowds with that one. Sure, that'll do it. That that is one that it's 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 uh, it's up tempo. Yep. People want up tempo. People want to have a good time. Yep. They know it. Yes. They want to be reminded of the last yeah. decade, the nineties. Yeah. Yes. That's why I uh, I like to do the crowd pleasers, like yes. a Stone Temple Pilots song, for example. Yeah. I'll do. Waiting is the hardest thing to do. Oh, what I say between the lines. You lie. in on a sunny train only yesterday. You lie. What are you doing on Saturday? What am I doing? I'm performing with Stone Temple Pilots. I'm their new singer. I'm Kenny. Watch the train go by and you do that and then you got him right (laughs) then you got him that's how you do it mark you got him you do one and then you got him and also you go to a karaoke place tip the person running the the machine certainly yeah you go up you tip putting up with your baloney people are like it takes so long to get a song if you go up and hand them a 10 that is true you can always bypass the line you jump you go up a little bit they just favor you a little bit tips to ensure proper service mark what do you got to say hi this is mark in colorado hi mark how are you I'm doing great. How are y'all? Feeling it. Doing good. Wonderful. You got something Excellent. for the topic? I'm laughing. Then? I was singing along too. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, one of my least favorite covers is from Metallica. Ooh. They also yep. put out a covers record yep. called Garage Inc. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of lot of bad stuff on there, guys. A lot of bad yeah. stuff. One of the worst, in my opinion, is their cover of Thin Lizzy's Whiskey. In the that Day. is correct. Oh, God. I was yeah, thinking about this just earlier today, and that one started ringing a bell in my head. Wretched. For sure. mm-hmm. They also did a very, a, very high on the list. cover of uh, The Last Caress by The Misfits, and they did a, a Lou Reed song that was so bad that Lou Reed did a whole album with them. <laughs> As he's trying to pay him back. Yeah. Like Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. I'm going to say this. Let me take this to the bank. Lulu is a masterpiece. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was wrong about it. The fi- the album that Lou Reed did with Metallica. Yeah. I made fun of it just like we all made fun of it. But I'm going to say this. I was wrong. It is a true masterpiece. He knew what he was doing. Lou Reed knew exactly what he was doing. It's an album where he's saying, I'm dying. And this is my final statement on death. You listen to it, you will cry. Knowing that, ten years has passed. You're ready for Lulu. I was not ready for it for a long time. I mocked time it for like a, time everybody. For a, time for a reappraisal. It is time. It's true. I'm I all. I'm not joking even a little bit. It is heavy duty. It's a statement of deep. It's so beautiful that I can overlook Metallica being a part of it. Where are you on that one, Will? I mean, I guess like I, I, I thought I was sort of more of like a Metallica album, but I guess it's more of a Lou Reed album. It's, so. it's a, yeah, it's a Lou Reed yeah. album where he knew they would help sell, like him working with them mm. would just help literally just 
get the thing made and move units. All right. Well, I will definitely have to check it out it's, I, or revisit it. There are. So songs. you're telling me Lou Reed made a record called Lou Lou? He did, and you just picked up on the the wordplay, my friend. Congratulations. This guy's a genius. Uh, he yeah yeah. Okay, well, here's this is the one you're talking about. Like, Ugh. not a deft touch it's with just Metallica. So, it's it just never feels drenching. It's ugh. all I just picture is somebody huffing. Yes, walking across a football field in a big coat. <laughs> in a big coat, yeah, like the end of a breakfast club. Just sweaty. Yeah, like that. puffing. Yeah, like walking, like just with the smokes. Maybe like holding two paint cans. Holding two paint cans. <laughs> So Duncan, it's Duncan, Saturday Night Fever. Yes, half breakfast, breakfast club. club. Dunkin' Donuts coffee in a jar. That would exactly. Yeah. I, there's no way. Yeah. There's not some Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> element to this guy walking across a football field. Like, there's a shortcut. Hey, something we could help you with? You're not, you a student here? No, it's a shortcut. You want me to walk all the way across around the football field? I can't cut across the football field. I'm a taxpayer in this town. Well, actually, you don't know whether I'm a taxpayer or not. <laughs> Assume I am. Yeah, no, Metallica. Those are those are some pretty lunk. Dreadful. That's lunk. That's lunkhead. Pretty bad. You didn't get to the James Hatfield mushroom do do to part, which is yeah. really mm -hmm. God. Oh, wait a minute. Tough. They do like it's Gaelic tough. in there. Yeah. Oh, have to. Right. Have to if yeah. you want to cover it. Oh. Good luck, boys. Jason Gore. It's cultural or, appropriation at the least. I mean, uh, Hetfield, is he a fucking mech? I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> Lars Ulrich certainly isn't. <laughs> Scandinavian mutant. Let's grab the calipers. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Jason Dudio Gore just sent this one in our own Jason Gore. Oh. David Hasselhoff. Oh, my God. Shout out Jason Gore. Oh god! This is actually the song that ended uh, the East Germany. Yeah, is that yes? Yeah. West Germany is also yeah. We'll, we'll you can take us with you too. Yikes! No, this is terrible. This is quite bad. I can't. I can't even do anymore, Jason. That's truly <laughs> awful. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Mike, AP, Mike. Couldn't even get the good. Yes, sir, Tom. Mike, awful. The the esteemed AP Mike, the legendary AP Mike. You must have some bad cover songs. I was not familiar with three of the worst covers I've ever heard until this week. Before this topic came up, ironically, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Are you familiar with the band Hose? Hose? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I am, Mike. I'm we're, we're you know I'm familiar with Hose. <laughs> we're getting ready. We're getting ready to do a podcast, an Maybe exclusive podcast too. on the uh on the Best Show Patreon, which uh it doesn't bring in the Chapo bucks, but uh, <laughs> we're trying. Um, and we appreciate all the support. And uh, I guess I could uh, mo say, uh, Jeff Sessions, I can't stand you. <laughs> and then that, oh, politics. <laughs> but I don't know anything about politics. <laughs> it's, it's a rich vein, that's for yeah. sure. Now, 
But we're doing a thing. We just did a thing called So Far, which was all the Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young solo albums, group albums, everything. 50 plus years of it. Took three wow. years to go through the entire wow. catalog. Now we're about to launch a new one called Rubenesque, where we uh, study all of the productions of Rick Rubin. Okay. Which means, one, you're listening to Hose, which is the band he was in in the early 80s. And then suddenly you find yourself, you're listening to LL Cool J. Next thing you know, you're listening to, to Slayer. And then you're listening to Andrew Dice Clay. And like he produced us all of these things. Now, Mike, Hose, yeah. what song? Well, it's a, a five-song EP, mm-hmm. and there's three cover versions on that five-song EP. Yeah, of? Of uh, Super Freak, mm-hmm. Fire, mm-hmm. and You Sexy Thing. Yeah. Uh, and three, three funk classics. And the thing about Hose is, on a scale of one they're to ten, Mike, Yeah, on a scale of <laughs> one to ten, Mike, where would you say their <laughs> funk quotient would be? <laughs> what would you put them at a? Soft two on a scale of uh, one to ten. Hose's funkiness. Yeah. Yeah, I I I put him at a one. A one, just straight up in the toilet. I would almost call it anti funk. Yeah. <laughs> so we're saying that Rick Rubin is not funky? Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I he wasn't he in uh breaking two electric boogaloo? Uh well, he redeems himself right away, but th- this was a uh not very uh, encouraging. It took so him hard. a while to find his funky legs. Sure, his uh, his beard certainly looks like it smells funky. That's what I know. <laughs> yeah, no, that, beard, that beard is not. Yeah, that's uh, that's rough stuff, man. That beard. <laughs> he. Uh, I don't know. I thought he, I thought he's like he's one of those super healthy guys who looks super unhealthy. <laughs> like one of those guys where he's just, he meditates he's like, all the time and shit. Just like, yeah. He meditates. He eats. Yeah. Like, I don't eat this special diet. And you're just like, you look terrible. <laughs> like, you look like you're like you're falling apart right in front of us. What would it be like if you ate trash? What would happen then? Would your arm fall off? Like, so, so you say hose straight up. One band takes the three, <laughs> takes the three gold, silver, and covers. bronze. Yeah. Okay. Have we decided what we're going to call ourselves? You know, we were the So Far Boys before. Uh, we're we going to be the Rubinos, the Ricky. The Rubinos? No, that's been taken already. The Rickies, the Ricksters. We're going to, Mike, it's, it'll show up, or I think it'll show up organically. The R, R I think it's the Ricksters. The Ricksters. <laughs> now, Pat, Pat, are you there, Pat? Pat went to bed. Pat went to bed. Well, What's that all about? He's tired. I can only oh, hope okay. Caitlin has also gone to bed. Yeah, yeah she's, she's sleepy. She's, she's in bed. Rest. <laughs> she's in bed. Well, nighty night, Pat. This is a favorite. This is what they all love. These. It's like Mike, <laughs> Pat, Jason, now Andrew. It's like a freaking hornet's nest. Everybody's trying to just position themselves against the other any slip up like like what's the word what's the word that you mispronounced uh uh dudio uh unrequited you say he said unrequited once (laughs) and he is mike yeah he has been mike has drilled him for it for eight months now as well he should well look mike you just you just uh made a new friend got a fan you mean well friend you can i don't know if he's a fan but 
Let's go back to the phones. Best show. Hello. Hello, Tom. Wait, is there somebody still on hold? On the line, Mark? Hello, Tom. Mark in Colorado? Hey, yeah. You're gone. Um, I know who this is. This is Jason from Huntsville, Alabama. It is. How are you? I'm doing well, relatively. Relatively well. That's the best you can do these days, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Now, yeah, now, 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 tell me, you you are a, a, a country guy, Alabama. You got your, I am right. I am. You got your mm-hmm. Coach Saban and your Zaxby's <laughs> and, <laughs> and your uh, and, and well, in Huntsville, also the uh, all the Project Paperclip, uh, Nazi all the Nazis, yeah. yeah, all the Nazis. Yeah. Down there, we don't, yes. we don't talk. We don't talk. We don't talk about that. Yeah, no, he's. We named the Civic Center after Von Braun. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but we don't talk about. Also, that. Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner, Florida. No, George Wallace, right? Yeah, they're Florida, but they. That's they Birmingham. We had the governor. Oh, I can also sing a song about uh, Portland, Oregon. Doesn't mean I'm from there. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, that's Florida trash. Damn. That's disgusting. Yeah. Sticking up for another state's governor. Mind your business. Well, that's the whole thing. It's like because like yeah. the Allman brothers were like like re- real. Even though I'm not a huge Allman brothers fan, they were at least pretty authentic. And 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 then you just had like these these just goofballs from Florida. They're just like, yeah, we want to be that too. And they're just like, we'll do whatever <laughs> you want to do it. And then they're like, "Oh man, there's got to be a real bad cover of Freebird out there, right?" Oh my god! Like, there's got to yeah. be a nuclearly awful we cover could, of Freebird. There you go. That's a question of listenership. We could, we could do one. Like it might be next we week's could do one show. Not. Worst cover of Freebird. Please find it. Yeah, that might be next week's show. It might just there's be three be. hours of yeah. that. Because <laughs> you know, a lot of guys have to <laughs> take a crack at it. Yeah. That moment. Turn it up. You, how many times do you think people are at the at a at a Leonard Skinner show through the last however many years, and they're just like, "Let's go! This is a perfect time to get. We'll beat the traffic." <laughs> this, this guitar thing, because they're just like, "Look, we heard everything." They sang Freebird, right? They're not going to sing again. They're yeah. just going to do this yeah. guitar. They're just doing the guitar bullshit. We gu- know it's yeah. coming. They're just going to do their three, their four-person guitar jam up here. <laughs> we got a good 15 minutes to beat everybody out of the, the parking, parking lot. lot. Yeah. yeah, Like, we didn't miss anything. <laughs> Trust me. We'll still be hearing this as yep. we walk to the car. Now, Jason from Huntsville, what do you, what, what, yes, what, 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 what's going on? Well, I have a bad cover. First of all, let me say that the 24-hour best show, I, did, I didn't hear a lot of it because I was traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, I am now uh, semi-permanently uh, ensconced in Huntsville, Alabama again. Okay. After my sojourn in the north. Welcome back. Uh, but I was traveling from Philadelphia back to, to Huntsville during the thing. But I heard a little bit of it, and, it was, and it's a triumph. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Is a, it is a, a dang triumph. I know. Uh, but yeah. I have a bad – go ahead. No, no, no. no well, well, you go. No, I just have a bad cover song, but go ahead and say what you're going to say. No, I was going to say thank you for the nice words. We did a 24-hour show a couple weeks oh, ago, wow. and we had all these guests on. We had everything on. We had uh, 
Mike Watt came with his band and played Stooges covers. And That's we cool. had Jarvis Cocker called in and we had uh John Oliver and Chris Elliott and uh, Joe Firestone and Bam. and uh, uh Conan. I mean I, I got to hear the I got to hear the Conan moment and the Jarvis Cocker moment and and some other stuff and it was it was very impressive. Yeah, it was very exciting. Twenty four hours That's I sat hot. in this chair. Wow. How'd you stay up? What's what's the yeah, key? Yeah, what's, what's the key? It was honestly, it was I was so cautious with any I didn't I didn't take any any anything I don't normally take, I didn't suddenly be like, Well, let me try that. People will keep me up. Um <laughs> I didn't do anything stupid. I modulated my coffee intake so drastically where I was just like, I'm just gonna nurse my coffee for because I just needed to, I couldn't, t- I couldn't withstand a crash. I would have yeah, been yeah. like, you didn't I reach a caffeine peak. You were just trying to keep like exactly a dull it. caffeine, like a low level exactly. the entire time. Exactly. It was like microdosing caffeine. I was microdosing caffeine, yes. And it was li- well, it's literally. Well, Tom, I had the feeling, I had the feeling like me, you're an old school insomniac, so you, you know how to do it. That's the other thing. I also don't sleep. Helps to not yeah. have the capacity to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Help it tipped the whole yep. experience right. in my yeah, favor yeah, yeah, yeah. that I'm not much of a sleeper. <laughs> right. Um, now, Jason, you were the perfect man to do it. Thank you. Well, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Excuse me. I feel like I'm like I'm running. Well, that's uh, just I'm, in the I'm Army. back in Alabama, so I have to call everybody. No, I appreciate that. Now. It's it's that southern yeah. hospitality where you say but something that you don't mean. <laughs> they right? love doing that. Yeah. <laughs> how are you, sir? <laughs> you don't have you, you, you don't you don't know how true that is. <laughs> oh, you hook, yeah. Oh, you really respect? Oh, bless me? your no, heart. Not the slice. Bless your heart. <laughs> bless your heart. I mean, it in, I mean, I mean it in your case. I mean it in your case. <laughs> yeah. So. Now, Jason, what is a bad what is a bad yeah. cover for you? What what do you what do you think? The first thing that I yeah, the first thing I thought of was Sam Kennison's cover of Wild Thing was just basically uh, an excuse for him to yeah. yell misogyny yeah. over <laughs> uh Yeah. <laughs> and he yells on that yeah. one? <laughs> Can you believe it? Oh, yeah. He yells, huh? Okay. Oh. Let me try to picture that. I can see that. <laughs> No. So we were just uh, talking the other yeah. night. Danny was telling us that we went to we went to an actual steakhouse, and he said that like when Sam Kinison was trying to like lose weight but still do yep. cocaine, he would only eat cream spinach. <laughs> yeah, that was his diet. That was his diet was cream yeah. spinach. <laughs> like, for oh, I got to eat healthy. Cream spinach and cocaine. Creamed spinach. Yeah, just so a just genius. Yeah, line. yeah. It's like so, his Bowie. His Bowie years. Yeah, exactly. His, that was his red pepper. Yeah, yeah that was his that Berlin was him, years. Him. Yeah. My favorite one is when Jimmy Page in 1975 is just like, he's like, I drink drinks that are made with fruit in them and the fruit's healthy for you. And it's like he thought that just like drinking like like a little splash of like pineapple juice right, in like his daiquiris. vodka. Well, that's yeah. just so you don't get just, scurvy. You know? yeah, Go back like, to the British yeah, Navy. Keep, or, uh, yeah. Scurvy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, keep the gout at bay. Um, he... But he's just like in his mind. He's like, no, no, it makes perfect. sense. It has vitamins. Yeah, it's, it, that's, it's he was, from the uh, earth. He was, <laughs> and he had a party. Jimmy Page had a party out here that David Bowie was at peak milk and uh, peppers, right. and yeah. cocaine living. <laughs> Jimmy Page threw a party here that David Bowie was like, I got to get out of here. This is scaring me because <laughs> he thought a demon oh rose goodness. out of the middle of the pool. <laughs> And he might have. It it turns, might out have had, turns out it was just Sam Kinison. <laughs> it was Sam. Yeah, it was a young, <laughs> young <laughs> nude Sam Kinison. Oh, the worst red pic- is the day he was born. <laughs> the worst pictures of Sam Kinison to me are the ones when he's like 
cleaned up and he's supposed to like he thinks he looks like handsome and yeah. respectable like at an award show or something yeah, he's yeah, got, like, yeah. a tuxedo on it's, it's unwholesome like, with that you finally wash that greasy hair of his but it's all like stringy like hay it's flammable <laughs> but he thinks he's just like i look good tonight i look handsome <laughs> now wild thing by sam kinnison which I think has like Slash playing on it and yes. all those it guys. Jessica, it has Jessica Hahn in the video. Too, That's right. Jessica Hahn was like the star 80s, of the video. Jimmy Swaggart's Paramore was that it? It's, uh, Jim Baker. Jim Baker. God. Uh, Jessica Hahn was Jim Baker. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. In this video, it's just every piece of metal garbage dancing around. I think I saw I just saw trash. A, yeah, this just sounds like I, garbage. I think I just saw Stephen Piercy from Rat, and there's Tommy Lee, <laughs> and and then Sam Kennison playing that dumb guitar, like one of those PV, those ugly. Oh, shut up. That's <laughs> <laughs> a dumb trench coat. That smelly trench coat he oh, had. God. Can you imagine how gross that trench coat was after, like, like he wakes up in it and yeah. somebody's got to, like, be like, yeah, we got to wash the trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> we just hose him down behind the trench coat. Wash him in the trench coat. Yeah. Throw him right in the tub in the yep. trench coat. I'm not touching that trench coat. <laughs> it just like air dries while he does his shift as a bouncer. You just hope it air dries. Yeah. It's like, because then you don't want it to be like murky. Sometimes it'll go out and it's yeah. raining. Yeah. It'll like, go out of the yeah. trench coat you tub. Just picture. It'll be raining outside. Oh, it's just like, yeah, the wet, kind of like mildewy oh, trench God, coat. Oh, man. Yeah. I was just like hot <laughs> wool under the hot lights of the comedy store. Here's like, the thing a, a oh. one square inch piece of that trench coat. How much do I have to pay for you to take a bite <laughs> of the of Sam Kennison's trench coat after after a, a, a five okay, no, here's day what we bender? Do. Like you know, like um, uh, there's like you know, for like quitting tobacco, there's like there's sort of like pouches you can you can uh, yeah, stick in yeah, your mouth. Yeah. Okay, you sew, uh, but you sew the outside of it with Sam Kennison's, Sam Kennison's trench coat, but you fill the middle of it with Rick Rubin's beard. And then you just so pop, it's like pop a that, panini. Pop that in your gum, just sort of suck the yeah. flavor for yeah. an hour or so. Yeah. Spit it out and you're done. Uh, just, but what would it cost? What would it cost? Fifteen thousand dollars to digest. Seventy five dollars. Seventy five dollars. You just eat a piece of shockingly affordable. I actually, I didn't think that the hardest part of this was going to be. Getting the trench coat, <laughs> I can meet your fee. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like, well, I can't pay that. <laughs> now I'm kind of just like, I'm one trench coat away from making this happen. <laughs> Honestly, same yeah, over here. Seventy five, uh, so one hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah and you know, guys gonna be eating we're gonna trench be coat. We're gonna gum in some of Sam Kennedy. You know, I mean, it's, look, it's he's a comedy heirloom. legend. Like, yeah, he's a comedy legend. This is a brush with history here. Sure. Well, <laughs> there are probably people who would pay you to eat his trench coat. <laughs> From there, your lips to God's ears. Uh, if any of, if any listeners have yeah. access, yeah, to Sam like have access yeah. to to Sam Kennison's trench coat, this could be a Patreon <laughs> tier. Yes. Yeah, get access to the trench coat. Maybe I'm mailing you a piece for you to eat. I should be taking notes right now. Um, Jason, thank you so much for the call, my friend. Yes, sir. I will talk to you All soon. All right, y'all have a good night. Okay, bye. <laughs>
Bye, Jason. Final call. Final call. We go. And look, what what's uh, before I take this final call? What what's go? What's twenty twenty two have in store for for you you all? Well, because I want to say this. Hold on. Oh, oh. Come on, give us a scoop. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> Please, <laughs> <a scoop. laughs> All right. Uh, breaking news for the first time ever. Best show listeners, the first ever to hear this exciting news about Chapa Trap House. We are going on tour this fall uh, in October. We are going to be in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, and Fort Lauderdale. Uh, on consecutive Saturdays. Yes, every, sa- every Saturday in October we will be touring. And if you're in those four cities... Uh, please come and see us. Uh, tickets available at chapotraphouse.com slash live. Amazing. That's a scoop. We got a scoop. Jason, mark that down. That's a scoop. Final call. Let's go to the phones right now. Show. hi. Hey, this is Samarama in Chicago. Samarama? Yeah. How are you, Samarama? I'm all right. I'm all right. Enjoying the uh, great tunes tonight. Thank you. I think. On opposite day. On opposite. Thank you. It's, what has been the low light slash highlight for you, Samarama? Um, boy, uh, what was the, the, la- the last one was one I wasn't super familiar with. Um, Wild Thing I'm by Sam Kennison. No, oh shoot, no, no, no. The oh boy, before that, no. Wild the Hasselhoff, thing, wild uh, thing, sadly, Hasselhoff. Uh, I hooked on a feeling. That was. Yeah, yes, David Hasselhoff was. hooked on a feeling. Yeah. yeah, I'd never heard that one before. It was unpleasant. Yes. Yeah, that was a rough one. Yeah. That, um. That that was bad. That, no, do you have do you have one for us? I do, and I feel bad because uh, it, it is an American Pie cover, but I think this is worse than Madonna's. Oh, wow. wow. This is a bold statement. I'm ready. I'm taking sanity I, damage I think right so. now. Um, it, is, it is the Brady Bunch doing American Pie. Wow. Is that from like one of the variety show things? No, it is from one of their actual records that they put out. They put oh, out a right. handful of records. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, this is the final one. Let's check it out. Damn. Let's find. That's oh, really boy. like Simpsons variety show hours. There, <laughs> it's the real dregs of content of the seventies. You're talking about how little effort you had to put in back then. This is an yeah. example. Yeah, this is exactly the, exhibit the, A. Yeah, the Alvin is... and the Chipmunks cover of uh, "Waiting for My Man" by <laughs> Velvet Underground. <laughs> yeah, that was a thing that was popular. Yeah. Hey, what if we just had a guy sound like he is on helium and said it was yeah. a mouse? We should just do that, right? And then we'll draw a cartoon. Yeah. Why don't we create it right now? Kirby the Mouse. <laughs> right, just call, hey, it's Kirby the Mouse. He's doing all these songs. He's like, man, you win the fine, your works. Here they go. Shockingly, 32,000 views after seven years. So they just started. They, so they just decided to start with, with the Manson portion of the song. That's, that's amazing. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. This thing's a little too long. 
Yeah. Why don't we just jump right in? <laughs> start with the Manson part. Hey, LaBianca. No, no, Cielo no. Drive. Just jump to the Manson. You know, that's a, that's a total Barry Williams move. Wow. Barry Williams. Oh, just my like, God. Let's go to Manson Park. I'm actually speaking of karaoke the other week. Matt did uh, Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. I did. And uh-huh. that would be like the equivalent if you did a cover of Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire, but you're like, uh, fucking H-Bomb, Harry Truman, whatever, boring. Mm-hmm. Let's just get into rock, <laughs> rock and soda wars. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it. The cola wars. The cola the wars. Cola, yeah. Folks, yeah. I can't take these cola wars. They really had Billy Joel so mad at that point. <laughs> he was mad at... Like, I could deal with the Kennedy assassination <laughs> and thalidomide babies. Yeah. yeah. These are the things Billy but Joel... I draw the line at a cola war. cola wars drove him up the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and he was so mad at the cola wars and he was so mad at houses yep. on Long yeah. Island. He, was, he, he drove a, a car into the Long Island Expressway like Rainbow Road in Mario Kart <laughs> yeah. with a full police escort. Uh, we love him, don't we? We love Billy Joel. Samarama, you done yeah. did it. Yeah, congrats. That was uh, right. congrats, Samarama. That was amazing. Thank you so much, Samarama. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. I'm sorry. My favorite thing ever when the final syllable gets cut off. <laughs> it just makes me so happy. Uh, well, you win. I mean, that's yep. the final. Well, that's what it really game. is. Yeah. It's a matter of me winning. Yep. And sometimes you just need a win. You need life. a win in this yeah. life. Yeah. Well, Will Meneker, Matt Christman, Christman. That's me. Which you prefer? Christman is generally how it's pronounced. That's what I thought. I was yeah. teasing you. <laughs> no, that's fine. I was going to say Christianson. You can do that too. Just don't call right. me late for dinner. <laughs> oh! See, there it is. Look, we're, ah. see, this is so much fun. Swish. I appreciate you all coming here and making this happen. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thank no, you this very is much. This is awesome. so much fun. And thank yeah. you to Jacob for making yes, this happen. Yes, thank you, Jacob. Right? Wait, why are we thanking this guy? We pay him. <laughs> hey, what the fuck? <laughs> why are we thanking him? Pay me and then I'll thank you. <laughs> I'm teasing. He's great. He's the best. Everybody, best show uh, we got a good one next week and go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash the best show. And you can support the show there. And we got all sorts of bonus stuff going up. Uh, there's going to be an ask Tom going up any it's imminent. It's already recorded. Then we have uh Rubenesque we're recording in a couple days and that'll go up fast. So we got a lot of bonus stuff going up that is only available on the Patreon. So go over there. Support the show, get all the bonus stuff, and thank you for listening. And we'll just keep it Tom? going. What's that Tom? now? Yeah, what, 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 what now? We've got a big scoop. A big scoop. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> come on, give us a scoop. What's the scoop, AP Mike? I'll be uh, representing the best show at the premiere. Hold of- on. Let's let me make sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay oh you will be representing the best show at what the premiere of the AVN Awards. Three. what's that clerks oh, man. three clerks three you're I, going to the clerks three premiere i honestly can't yeah, wait red to see bank. that i'm very excited to see that movie in red bank so wouldn't it be at yeah. the count basie theater uh ap mike can you yes. get me some of kevin smith's trench coat i know sam kinnison may be a stretch <laughs> but if i yeah. could just gum some of kevin smith's <laughs> silent bob trench coat yeah. uh, i'd be very very grateful i'm sure he'll be wearing the trench coat yeah and, uh, mike the mike, only did you, so you, did you have to pay for the ticket yeah okay when is the, like we'll reimburse you for the ticket mike <laughs> don't worry about no, it. no 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 we will we will what, what, what was it how much 
Uh, three grand, went, five uh, grand, how much? I went full hog. So yeah, I, you know, full it, hog. It, it, yeah, it was ridiculous. Are you gonna? I, I think I think he's giving uh, Springsteen a run for the money with mm-hmm. that dynamic pricing bit. Yeah, the the surge so pricing. So it's like ten times the the price of a movie. Well, Mike. It's an experience, <laughs> though, right? And when is it? That's the thing. It's not a movie. It's that's dynamic pricing for you, right? He's four hundred dollars. He's just taking him <laughs> yeah. out everywhere. It's like, like an old he, road show. He's there too, right? Yeah. He introduces it. Oh yeah, yeah. it's, a whole, it's, it's be a media experience, yeah. folks. Mike, but, but Mike, do you think he'll have his 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 baseball cap on backwards? And you think he'll? <laughs> I wonder. He'll do I'm that face he does all the time. Tom. That fingers that stretched. Smile he does all the time with his backwards baseball cap that's on. Ha- that's such a haunting look. There's just nothing in the eyes. What not? oh. Yeah. What it's not. like the grown up version of the kid from Come and See. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, do you have an audio recorder you can take and maybe try to interview him? I don't know. No. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll get a Mike, question in. Mike, I have somebody leave him alone. To, uh, we already, Mike and I already went down question. this road a long time ago. I can't bug him anymore. <laughs> but when is this? Uh, September fourth. September fourth. The countdown clock. Has I can't begun. wait to see it because I honestly feel like Kevin Smith's got well, a little more in the tank here. I think yeah. he's got a yeah. little bit left to say about yeah. the good folks of uh, Red Bank or Get Leonardo, wherever the fuck New Jersey it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, it's technically Leonardo. Actually, it's not Red Bank. It's uh, actually Leonardo. I remember it was Leonardo in the uh, very, very good uh, cartoon show. The clerk, the clerk's mm-hmm. cartoon was better than any of the clerk's content that uh, Smith ever. Yeah, made. that's true. That is true. Mike, God bless yes. you for that. God bless you. <laughs> thank you, John. Pat was asleep. Never mind. Um, thanks everybody for the show tonight. We'll be back next week. We'll end it with more. Michael Cronin here's from the most recent album from two years ago, Seeker. This is Show Me. See you next week, everybody. Bye.